Hello. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Wolf Den Live, episode 190, live from Gamescom 2019. No, nope. no, we're not. That is not. <laughs> that is an incorrect. We're not starting true. this off with a lie. Today's episode is the lie episode. See how many lies you can count, and if you find the truth, you will not win a damn thing. Would you ever <laughs> want to go to Gamescom? It sounds like hell. It sounds like it, it, it's, it sounds like E3. All the worst parts about E3 and New York Comic Con in one. But building. in Germany. Yes. Like, so I don't, nobody understands anything. I don't want to go there. Yeah. <laughs> like, maybe. Like, if it, I'm like, if someone's going to fly me over yeah, there. Like, like, you know, I mean, put you me know, up. You, you shouldn't be opposed to traveling, especially right. to foreign countries. But to go to a convention. I'm not, listen, I'm not opposed to going to Germany, but to go over there to work and yeah, do all this. That no. sounds bad. Yeah. I would love to go to Tokyo Game Show one day. They, I would rather go to Tokyo first all right. and then all go right, to Tokyo fine. Game Show. Because it's like the same thing. Yeah, but it's in Tokyo it's and in not It's in Tokyo, not Germany. Germany. <laughs> I have no interest in going to Germany otherwise. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, hi, everybody. Hello, Kirako. Hello, Liv W. Hello, Tomachen. Hello, Ryan Casanova. Hello, Rock and Val. Hello, everybody. Hello, anyone and everyone who is here. It's Gamescom. Yes. A lot of companies doing uh, stuff. They're saying things. Yeah. Announcing games. Yes. Um, first thing that happened was Nintendo. Yes, they had their uh, like indie showcase. Yeah. Well, I guess we should uh, first say, hey, thanks to uh, freaking Todd Yates, uh, AC, uh, A Little Reckless, Jay Matson. Trevor Collins, JT Mitchell, eighty-seven, Dreamer Tim, Papa Chetta, T Path B, and Marcus Pacheco for being members here on YouTube. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, guys. So the first guys to make announcements that I saw was Nintendo. They think, did a little indie direct. Yes, and they announced a lot of games. Yes, some stuff we knew we were getting. Some stuff was leaked. Yeah, and and proved true. Um, a lot of it wasn't very exciting. I think, like, only, like, two or three of the games that were announced were, like, truly, like, mind-blowingly exciting. The rest were just, like, you know, little things here and there. Right. You know, just, just to round out the, the collection. Let's talk about them, shall we, Will? Surely. As I bring it up right here. Uh, Kotaku has a nice little list here. Mm-hmm. Uh, why do we have to have a giant Hertz head at the top? There we go. Uh... Out today, meaning Monday. It happened Monday, right? Yeah. Making that up? Uh, no, Monday. What is, what is this? The time slowing first-person shooter super hot. That makes the puzzle solving with bullets. We'll be out later today. So we actually knew this was coming because yes. um, the developer pushed an update for the game before the game came out. Nice. So it showed up like in the eShop yeah. or something. Uh, so people knew it was happening. Uh, it's so super, cool. Super Hot is an amazing game. Yeah, I played it in like what 2016 when it came out yeah. on Xbox. Uh, so I don't want to play it again. But it was an amazing game. Mm-hmm. It's also only like three hours long. Yeah, you could beat the game in one sitting. But it's an amazing three hours. It reminds me a little bit of Mirror's Edge, the art style, because you're in like all these white rooms and there's like this stark red color that's always yeah. there. Uh, and you're like. Kind of like planning your path. Yeah, you're like, you're like trying to avoid getting shot. Yeah, it's it's super hot. Is an amazing game, and I think everybody should experience it yeah. at least once. 
I've always wanted to do the VR. Yeah, I heard that's I crazy. Not, I have not done the VR. Yeah. Um, so that's out, apparently. Yeah. Do we know how much? Can you look up? How much uh, I can look up. Uh, and then there's both Hotline Miami games are finally coming to the Switch, yes. by the way, of Hotline Miami Collection. That's the picture right here. Uh, that's another game. I haven't played Hotline Miami. I played the first one. It, it was nothing like what I thought it would be. What did you think it would be? I thought it would just be, you know, a top-down, go-around, shoot everybody. It's very hard. And it's a very trial and error game. Because, like, every room you go into is almost like a puzzle. You have to, like, try to figure out how you go in there and take out your opponent before they take you I out. I like that. It sounds cool, but when you, you play it, it's, like, super hard and super frustrating. But you do it over and it, 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 Yeah, you have to keep... You do it over and over and over That reminds me of uh, Katana Zero. Okay. That's a similar thing right. where you, it's a small chunk of a level and you just try to get to the end and you die a million times until you beat it. Well, the level is like fairly decently sized. Oh. Yeah, it's not, that's the thing. It's not a small chunk of a level. It's a big, biggish level. And then like every level is broken up into rooms. Looking at it, to me, it looks like uh, the old Grand Theft Auto games. Yes. But it's very similar aesthetically. Not just in the graphics, but in terms of like the style and the tone. It sounds very different. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Super Hot is $25 on the eShop. $25? $25. And I just. Why has it got to be more than $20? Like, $20 is like fair. And Hotline. It should be $15 because it's three hours. Hotline Miami is also $25, but that's two games that's in one. That's two games. Yeah. Uh, is there, what's the difference between the first and second game? Uh, I don't think there's much difference. I'm sure somebody in the comments will <laughs> let me know. I'm sorry. Uh, Mr. Zamberto in the chat said, are these guys brothers? And then Imperial Dragon said, no. Fred said cousins. And then two people said sisters. <laughs> <laughs> we are sisters. Yes, and we're doing it for ourselves. That's the song. I, sisters I are I doing it for themselves. My head went somewhere else. Um... <laughs> All right, well, anyway, that, those are two games that are out already yes. that you can buy now. Uh, two very big indie games. Yes. Uh, a lot of people love the Hotline Miami. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Super Hot. Mm -hmm. You should definitely play Super Hot. Maybe I'll dabble in it again, you know? Yeah, why uh, not? That's a type of game I could see playing a bunch of times yeah. to try to get, like, the best time. They should just make another one. Mm -hmm. Or, like, new challenges or something. Uh, I got to mute the alerts. Why are the alerts on? Well, it was a $5 donation from Creep. Bro, we got girls coming over. Can you please make it so that Netflix pops up before hentai when we type in N into the search bar? What? N hentai. Is that a type of hentai? No. <laughs> what kind of hentai are you watching? You're an idiot. You're stupid. Uh... Just tell the girls you're into hentai. Yeah. yeah they're all, they're they probably they're not won't know it. what it is. So True. say it's like uh, porn. <laughs> <laughs> Out soon on the Nintendo Switch, Risk of Rain 2, a really fun co-op roguelike, came out of early access on PC earlier this year and will hit Switch sometime next month, according to Kotaku. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, the Diablo-like game from 2012, Torchlight <coughs> 2, comes out comes to Switch on September 3rd. Didn't that ju was just an Xbox Live game of gold? Was it? I think so. I'm looking that up now. You should find that out. The uh, first one was. 
Uh, yeah. Maybe they knew. Maybe. Uh, Creature in the Well, the dungeon crawler with pinball mechanics is coming to Switch on September 6th. Uh, that, that I didn't see. Yeah. It, it, I must but I know what game they're that. talking about. and that's That is a cool... That I'm, that I'm excited for. Yeah. Let me see if I can find like a video or something of that. Because that's really cool looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll play this uh, video right here. The name doesn't ring a bell. <laughs> I don't remember that name. I don't remember the name, but I remember the concept. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, it, it, it looks like a hack and slash, like a top-down hack and slash. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I remember all of that. It looks very similar to uh, No More Heroes. Yeah. But you hit you hit a ball and it bounces around and that's your weapon is the ball bouncing yeah. off the walls. So it's a freaking action pinball game. Why did I close down? So like that's really cool. But we knew that that was coming already. Um. So yeah, that is coming on September sixth. So not too far. Yeah. Away. Freedom finger. A side-scrolling <laughs> shoot 'em up where you steal enemies' weapons to use them to use against them is out this fall. That's the picture. Yep. Uh, it doesn't appeal to me. The gruesome side-scrolling action game Blasphemous comes out September 10th. Do I know what this game looks like? I don't think I do. If I just Google Blasphemous, uh, it kind of just looks. Look? It kind of it kind of looks like Dark Souls, but it's probably not a Dark Souls. No, I don't know this game. I do- oh, I know this game. Okay, I know this game. Yeah, it's a side-scrolling Dark Souls. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I know this game. That might be good. Um, Ori and the Blind Forest Definitive Edition. So this is in no particular order. This list. Well, it's in release order. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, we'll make the jump over to the Switch on September twenty seventh. This, this one. This is, was the big one. This was the one that they did as their one more thing at the very yeah. end. Yeah. So Ori and the Blind Forest, if you don't know, was an Xbox One exclusive, um, and it was also on PC. Uh, now it's making its way to the Switch. So this is yet another Microsoft exclusive that is currently on the Switch. Yeah. Or coming to the Switch. And that's why it's a big deal. Yes. Because it's a Microsoft exclusive. Mm-hmm. I played a little bit of the first one, and I think it's good. It's not that good. I think it's, <laughs> it's more the fact that it's in yet another Microsoft published console yes. exclusive yes. that is coming to a competitor system. That's, it's a big deal. Yeah. It's a, big, it's a huge deal. It's a big deal that it's coming over to the Switch. Yeah. Uh, the game itself, I think, gets a little more praise than it deserves. It's like it's re- it's good. Well, I mean, we, I mean, I wouldn't expect them to port like Gears or Halo to the Switch, right? But the fact that they're porting anything no, at this, all, this makes perfect sense. Yeah, after Cuphead, yeah, <laughs> which we already got. Yeah. So, uh, uh, I, it's not in here, but I saw somewhere that after Ori, they don't have any other plans to bring any other Microsoft games to yeah, the Switch. Yeah, Microsoft said uh, we have no plans to bring anything else. Right, that's me, that leads me to believe one of two things. Either they're waiting to finish up uh, Scarlet, and we'll see what happens after they release Scarlet, or they're lying. Well, what the else? lying episode. <laughs> what else could they bring? I mean, technically, they could bring, like, you know, the older Halo games, like the Master, the Master Chief True. collection. You know, it would, can't be, like, you know, the 4K version, but they can port the older games over. Because, like, the ones that come to mind immediately are Cuphead and Ori and the Blind Forest. Right. And and Minecraft. And yeah. All of those are on the Switch now. Yeah. Uh, Halo would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, Halo, they can do like a special Forza. They should do Halo when the next Halo comes out. Yeah. When Halo Infinite? Infinite, yeah. They gotta stop calling games Infinite. Yeah. 
and like why isn't it just Halo Six and like Ultimate yeah. and like all that? That's because well, people think they see the six and they're like, oh, I didn't play the other ones. Yeah, that was a really big reason why Final Fantasy Fifteen didn't sell very well. Well, <laughs> once you hit a threshold, you can't you can't stop. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, so I think one reason why Ori in the Blind Forest people really liked it. It was because it was a side-scrolling platformer that was on the Xbox yeah. and the PC. It was but, also like kind of Metroid-y, I remember. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, but we have so many of those on the Switch. Yeah. And so many better ones. I know. Than Ori and the know, Blind Forest. We know what we don't have on the Switch. What don't we have? Metroid. <laughs> we don't have Metroid. You're right about that. Uh I would say soon, but we don't know. Yeah. We don't even have a year, I don't I know. think, for, for Metroid Prime. It, that's probably going to be a game that comes out on Switch 2 at this rate. <laughs> that's, that's, it's like the halo of the yeah. Switch. Uh, s- people in the chat are saying uh, Rare Replay for the Switch. Ah, and of course, that, that makes the most sense. That would make... The, you guys that, are 100% oh, yeah. right. That, that is the next one that they should do. Yeah. And if they have no plans, that sucks. I, I would buy that again, even though I... When I bought Rare Replay, I only played like three games for like 20 minutes. GoldenEye is not on that, right? No. Per- neither is Perfect Dark? No, uh, both Perfect Darks are on there. Sorry. Both? Sorry. Perfect Dark is on there, and then some piece of trash <laughs> game that they tried to pass off as a Perfect Dark I is on there. I kind of want to play that. We have it. We own it. We have Perfect Dark Zero, and I have Rare Replay, so we have it in two different ways. I kind of want to play it. It's, it's, I hate that game. I really do do not like that game. I want to give it. A, Perfect Dark is one of the Perfect best Dark games is of all incredible. Time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I want to. I want to. Maybe wanna we try. That would be a live stream. I would join you on Perfect Dark Zero. Yeah, just get mad at the whole thing. I'm very interested in playing it's, Perfect it's, uh, Dark. It's backwards Zero. compatible on Xbox One X. Mm. I just rehooked up my Xbox One. There X. you go. All right. The rare replay that Max Payne Three isn't backwards compatible on Xbox One, but Perfect Dark Zero is. Sorry, rare replay makes a lot of sense. Yes, but they said they don't have plans. They don't have so, plans, and they didn't even say we don't have plans at this time. They said we have no plans. Right, that's what I saw in the headline. But that's like when Nintendo, like when they asked Nintendo about, like, hey, are SNES games coming to the Switch? Oh, we have no plans to bring SNES games to the Switch. Right. You know what that is? A, a lie. lie. <laughs> a lie. Yes, they are allowed to lie to us. Yes. All right, anyway, there's more. Oh, boy. There's this game called The Tourist, previously unannounced The Tourist, and it's spelt all weird, like, yeah. is a voxel puzzle adventure game that looks reminiscent of Star Tropics. It does look like Star Tropics. Uh, it's coming to the Switch sometime in November. I'm going to pull up. a. That's the picture right there, but that's a that picture doesn't really do it justice. Yeah, that's just like a postcard, really. Yeah. It looks like Star Tropics. Yeah. It looks pretty much exactly like Star Tropics. Yeah. But there's this whole, like, city area and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's weird looking. I never played Star Tropics. Me neither. I've seen it in action, and it looks nice. It's like these, like, you can go into little rooms, and there's, like, little puzzles and, like, platforming yeah. situations going on. Like, he has a little platform puzzle situation. Um, I don't know. I don't know uh, if I'm going to play that at all. Yeah. Comedic hack and slash Skellboy lets you swap out body parts in addition to equipment and is out December 3rd. Okay. Okay. Munchkin Quacked Quest is a party game where you try to survive a dungeon by undermining your friends. It will arrive sometime before the end of the fall. And that's a picture. Yes, and I believe Munchkin is based on the popular card game Munchkin. Oh, 
Oh, yes. I that's a very good card game. Yes. I have played that one time in my life. I have been told that's a very good card game. It is good. There's that. What are the, like the card? That's like one of there's the that, card games. There's Flux. Yeah. There's zombies. Zombies. Zombies isn't really a card game. It's not. No. Werewolf. Werewolf. Anyway, North North Guard is a Viking strategy game that comes to Switch on September 26th. Uh, the cooperative fantasy puzzle game Trine 4 will bring whimsical problem solving to Switch on October 8th. I hear about Trine all the time. Me too. What the hell's Trine? I don't know. I still don't know. Apparently there have been four of them. <laughs> Let's look it up. Okay. Oh, here it is. On, here's a PlayStation trailer. This is not a puzzle game. That might be a puzzle platformer. Trying for the Nightmare Prince. Is this a different game? What is it? What, which shrine is it? For the Nightmare Prince. Oh, it's probably the same game. Oh, this looks like... Uh... Yeah, Trying for the Nightmare Prince. That's the name of the fourth trying game. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I have no idea what the hell type of game this is. For Nukutaku, it's a fantasy puzzle game. That did not look like a puzzle game right. at all. One Finger Death Punch 2 is a minimalist fighting game that will be set uh that will be out on December 2nd. That's another game I think we've had before. Maybe. Should have done our research here. Yeah, we should we should be better podcasters. It came out April 15th, I think, on Steam. Okay. Uh Spark Light is a pretty-looking top-down axe role-playing game that looks heavily inspired by Zelda. Yep. And will be out <coughs> sometime this fall. That looks like a Zelda game. That looks like Zelda to me. Looks like a... Stardew Valley. Kinda. <laughs> uh, Cat Quest 2 is also coming to Switch <coughs> this fall because the cats clearly didn't take care of business the first time around. That sounds like not my thing. Yeah, no. And this winter coming out, we have Earth Knight is a side-scrolling platformer where you can fly and run along the backs of dragons while listening to a chiptune-inspired soundtrack that's coming out sometime before the end of the year. Uh, Close to the Sun is a first-person horror game, while Kine is a comic book-looking physics puzzler uh, both of which are due out bo- uh, before the end of the year. Roki is an atmospheric game that takes place in the snow um, uh, among both friendly and menacing creatures, which is fitting because it's set to release sometime over the winter. Is that... No. The picture here is Europa. It's a 3D puzzle game, uh, puzzle platformer where you seemingly... Play as a delightful little person with a blob for a head. <laughs> They're protected by paint, though, and they die if it gets scraped off from falling too much. This game looks weird. Um, yeah. It looks similar to... What's that freaking game? Ninja Bread Man? <laughs> no. Because <laughs> it's kind of looking like Ninja Bread Man a little bit. Ah, uh, the game where you're like this little like uh, blob thing and you keep like, it, it's like a platform, but the physics are all is garbage it, and you keep falling off. It's not the blob, is it? No. Okay. Uh, but anyway, 
this is this has some weird like mario galaxy vibes because okay. like uh gravity's all weird and like they don't it's just, like a poor representation of it but mm-hmm. um the 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 ground is like you're always sticking to the ground and it's like warping in all different ways okay so uh it's a weird sort of platform okay um but yeah that looked kind of cool that, i was kind of okay. interested in that uh, Hypercharge Unboxed is a co-op shooter where you take control of toy soldiers and pretend to be uh, plastic badasses, sort of like the Army Men games. Oh, Interesting. wow. Interesting. I watched this whole direct, and some of these just flew right <laughs> by me. I have never seen this before in my life. You know, it just looks like a freaking Army, Army Men game, except oh, wow. they don't look like Army Men. Yeah. That's a, that's a series that needs to come back. Army Men. I just, not just, really, but just make hypercharge. Yeah. What the golf? This I'm gonna play. I okay. like golf games. Uh, this game looks dope as hell. Well, what the golf is the golfing game for people who can't actually stand golfing games. <laughs> it's like putt putt on drugs. It looks really bizarre. Yeah. Have you seen this? I saw a little bit of it. Yeah. This this looks this looks really good. Uh, it looked like it starts off like it's a like it's a regular old golf game. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's a perfect representation of it. He goes to hit the ball, and then he gets hit instead of the ball. And there's other things, like you're popping yeah. toes for some reason. You're golfing a whole house. You're, you're, you're like... That, that's a good one where you're golfing yeah. the soccer ball, and kids are trying to like kick the soccer ball while you're golfing it. Um, there's a lot of weird stuff going yeah. on in this golf game. The, 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 the hole moves. That's cool. I'm into that. And that's what the golf. And who knows when it's coming out? Mm-hmm. I think this says winter. This is the are we in the winter area now? Yeah, we're in sometime this sometime winter. Sometime this winter. So uh it'll probably be a while. Yeah. And then we got uh Dungeon Defenders Awakened is a spin-off of the first game, which was absolutely wonderful and deserves better than its ill-fated originally released sequel. It will be timed it will be a timed console exclusive when it comes to the Switch in February. Yeesh. Yeah. Uh, do you want to pet the dog? Of course you want to pet the dog. Best friend forever will let you pet all the dogs when it comes to Switch on February 14th, 2020. Just in time for Valentine's Day. Is this the dog dating simulator? Dog dating simulator? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm. Yep. Pet care and dating simulator game. Best friends forever. Yeah. So... It doesn't explicitly say that you're dating dogs. Right. But... Kind of like how How to Food a Boyfriend, you weren't explicitly dating the pigeon. Yes. But you were absolutely 100%, no questions asked, dating the pigeon. According to Game Trailers here, dating and dog management sim best friend forever comes to PC and Nintendo Switch, blah, blah, blah. So I don't know if you're dating the dog or dating their owner, Uh, but I only see dogs. Right. Uh, no. Here's the, here's the wait. Yes, are those owners? That, Maybe I mean, like you're dating the owner, but like you talk to the dog. Well, here, look, look the the well the locations. Meet the two legged. What is that? <laughs> Meet the two legged. What? Friends. Meet new two legged friends. So are they not the dates? I don't know. Meet new four legged friends. So, yeah, this... Uh, this That's six legs. What a bargain. 
Uh, so, okay, I guess you're dating the owner. Okay. That's what it looks like. Or maybe it's just not explicitly told what maybe. you're doing. Um, all right. So that, I mean, if you're weird, that comes out February 14th. Yeah. <laughs> Eastward is a new game being published uh, by Chucklefish that has the looks at, that has the looks as pixelated and beautiful as you'd expect. That doesn't explain anything about this game. Right, but it looks pixelated and beautiful. What is Chucklefish made? I've heard of them before. Starbound, Wargroove, Witchbrook, and Wayward Tide. Okay, I've heard of some of those. Um, Skater XL, currently in early access on PC, where it's uh, had a mixed reception. We'll see how it ends up looking on the Switch when it comes out next year. This is the first game of this whole thing that I saw a trailer for. Like, this is when I came into the Direct. Mm -hmm. Basically, it was right when Skater XL. Uh, This game looks really cool. It does. Uh, it's, It's just a skating game. It looks like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, except that all of the moves are completely physics based. Yeah, so it looks like Tony Hawk's Pro. It looks like a balance of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater and Skate. Yeah, the Skate was a lot more like sim skateboarding. Like you had to like nail the moves perfectly, and you use thumbsticks. Yeah, actually and do you moves. weren't doing like crazy combos and things like that. Yeah, in Skater XL, uh, it looks like you flick the board, and then whatever happens happens. Yeah, like. You just got to make sure the feet land on the board. Like, yeah. the board is... Like, in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, you do a kickflip, and the animation for a kickflip plays. Yeah. In this, your toe flicks the board, and you hope that a kickflip yeah. ha- happens, and you just got to land the guy's feet mm-hmm. on the board. Um, so it's a physics-based skating game. It yeah. didn't... The trailer did kind of a poor job showing that it's a physics space because like yeah. they did a lot of grinds and stuff yeah. and it's like how is the how are the grinds physics based you know yeah uh like it still looked like he was snapping to the yeah. rails but the flip tricks and stuff those are the physics based yeah like well i remember with skate like in order to do a grind you kind of just had to land your board yeah. on the rail and however it landed that was the trick you did yeah and you can just like slide off and like roll away and you complete the it wasn't until the end of the trailer where it looked physics based yeah then he bailed and i was like oh that okay now it makes sense yeah. the board just does whatever and you just gotta land your feet back on it so i mean that's cool between this and sessions on xbox one it looks like skateboarding is making a comeback oh. i like that funny arc is a new mobile game and i heard it's garbage yeah activision should just sell the rights to the tony hawk games and like make have someone else make it please never, it's activision i man. know uh, the boat-making, exploring game Spirit Fairer is planned to arrive sometime next spring. Okay. But then there's Fogs, Will! Why am I looking at? And adorable. And you play as a double-ended dog. It's also slated to arrive in the first half of 2020. I am very excited for Fogs! I'm sorry. Is this some weird-ass reboot of Cat Dog where they get rid of the it's cat? It's called Fogs, look at it. Here, here it is. It's a two-player game. Okay, so we can play it together. Uh, one guy controls one head, one guy controls the other <laughs> head, and you're 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 just you know platforming and and eating stuff and pooping it out. Oh, jeez. Look at that. Yep. One mouth is on a water spout. The other mouth is spitting out the water spout. This is good. This okay. is good stuff. I believe you. Best of show. Okay. Fogs. I'm into this. Clearly. And that's it. And that's it. That's, that's all she direct. announced. So, 
Now you know why I'm saying it's underwhelming. Yeah, because aside from fogs. Yeah, like it's cool that we're getting Ori in the Blind Forest, but like it's cool that we're getting a bunch of these games, like Super Hot and uh, Hotline Miami, and you know Ori the, and like. All right, I'm a little selfish because like when I see these uh, Nintendo directs, the Nindy directs, mm-hmm. half of the games we've had already, right? In some capacity, they're right. just coming to the Switch. So uh, I guess it's nice that more people get to experience them no absolutely i I should let i should be happy for other people yeah but personally there's nothing here that excites me right except fogs and maybe skater xl yeah uh i mean i'm looking through the list again oh and creature in the well but we knew that that was coming right um and we knew Fogs was coming already. Actually, Fogs I, I saw on a different. I didn't direct. know Fogs caught me completely off guard. I've seen I've seen that game before. Um, so yeah, nothing. The only new thing, new and exciting things, are Super Hot and Hotline Miami and Ori and Ori. But yeah. we knew about all of. Well, we didn't. We've had all of those in some capacity right. already. So, uh, pretty uneventful. Mm-hmm. When does Gamescom end? I don't know, because. We're ripe for an actual Nintendo Direct, you know what I mean? Uh, Friday. Okay. I don't Sorry, think, Saturday. I don't think Nintendo has any more announcements slated, but uh, we're, we're ripe for some, you know, more Nintendo news. Yeah. You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Anyway. We got a super chat from Migs Luna. We got $2. Showing support, Wolf Bros. SN30 Pro Plus. Thoughts? Yeah, I have a whole video on it, Migs. It's a great controller. It's very good. I've been using it for basically everything. And it's very good. Yeah. The thumbsticks, it feels exactly like a PlayStation 4 controller. Really? So that's like... Uh, so even playing 3D games feels really good. Yeah, it? that's good. Uh, so yeah. Uneventful in Indies Direct. Yeah. But we're still in the midst of Gamescom. Well, before we talk about Gamescom, we can talk about the NES games on the Nintendo Switch. Oh, boy. Can we? Oh, we sure can, Will. Can we talk about uh, Kung, Kung Fu Heroes and Vice Project Doom? Yeah, baby. According to Nintendo Europe, the, the NES games have been added. A new NES games have been added to Nintendo Entertainment System online. Use your... Quick wits and reflexes to secure the princess princess's safety in Kung Fu Heroes and experience high-speed car chases and action-packed battles in Vice Project Doom. I have never played either of these. They don't look good. They gotta do something. Like, like, stop. There are <laughs> eight hundred. There were eight hundred games released for the NES, and we've only gotten like around forty for this. Why did the Video, stop playing. I don't know. But we talked about this before. Yeah. What do we? What more do we want? Earthbound begins. That's Earthbound it. begins. Hold on. I'm, let me pull up the. That's the only thing I could think of that needs to still come to uh, Nintendo Switch Online. Mm-hmm. The the comments are are. I I browsed the the comments of this tweet just to see. Because I knew people would be pissed. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are just saying they want the SNES. And a lot of people are complaining about Earthbound. That's the only thing, reason that made me think of it. 
And some people are jumping the gun and being like, "Give me S, give me N64 and GameCube." It's I like, saw, all right, chill, man. Izzy jumped the gun. He's like, "I'm, I'm done with Destiny S games. I want N64 and GameCube." Right? I'm like, "Dude, it hasn't even yeah, come out yet." I saw that. He's literally, yeah, he immediately jumped in because he said, "I've already had SNES games with online support in a portable form factor. I already have that on other devices. Give me N64 and GameCube." And it's like, okay, okay. Dolphin, the GameCube emulator, yeah. has online support too. Yeah. So how about just don't give you anything yeah. at that point, you know? How about you just shut your mouth and let us beat you <laughs> in Mortal Kombat 3? Is it 3? We could do that. We could do a said, parsec. He said 3, yeah. We could do a parsec. But, yeah, all right. What Mortal Kombat 3 does he want? Genesis version? Uh, I think S- I could, SNES version? Arcade version? I think I could clean house having not played that in like 10 years yeah i think i could i'm sure i'm house. sure like we could like comes back i mean i've been playing the new mortal kombats mm. but like all the combos are basically the same i'm just gonna sub zero and spam freeze. yeah that's all i'm gonna do I, i'll do what i did back in the day and just spam uh kung lao's throw because he had a wicked throw all right so do we know what else other nes games you want i'm looking at the list of virtual console nes games and it's got things like Donkey Kong, which I think is an arcade archives. It is, but then we also got it. We also got the NES We did version. also get a... Did we? I believe. Well, we did. Okay, so they're not above double dipping. No. Okay, so I see... Because they're technically two different games. Yeah. There were 90, 94 NES games released on the Wii. That's uh, a lot. Yeah, and that includes... You know, some repeats, but it also includes Wario's Woods, which I don't think is. <laughs> yeah, boner joke. Oh, no, never mind. We, we got Wario's Woods. We got War- that. That was like the second month. Yeah. So then we I'm looking. That. Well, then you got things like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Galaga and Castlevania. Uh, yeah. You know, things like, I mean, Castlevania and Super C, those are games that were, that were in collections already. T- TMNT would be great tmnt would be great that's yeah never gonna happen mm-hmm. ninja gaiden 2 we only got the first ninja gaiden they oh that's true we can get yeah. that they need to secure that. their licensing situation with nintendo switch online yeah there's a lot of do we, do we get star tropics we did get star tropics and switch online we didn't get star tropics 2 though we didn't get river city did we get river city ransom yes we did get that river city ransom okay because that was one of the best yeah games in the first mm-hmm. week the mega man's uh we, aren't on there we but we can't get those i know they're in the collection. Boy in his blob. Scat. <laughs> what the hell is that? Special cybernetic attack team. Duh. Oh, I'm so sorry. I got to address something in the chat here. Simon for Belmont says, Last week, Bob said NES games aren't good, but he claims that Super Mario Brothers is his favorite game. Now you guys are crapping on Project Doom. You guys don't know crap about NES, except he didn't say crap. Oh, he said the bad word. Did he say scat? <laughs> <laughs> Um, what's a good analogy for this? Uh, I'm trying to think. Have you ever seen Tim Burton's Batman, like, recently? <laughs> and then you go and you watch Christopher Nolan's Batman? It's like, yeah, Tim Burton's Batman's still good. But Nolan's Batman is just a hundred times better. Everybody remembers Batman Returns being awesome. Yeah. Then you go and watch it, and it is not good. Yeah. Like you still like it on some level, but you're just like, oh no, mm, this is this isn't the Dark Knight. That's not where I was going. I was going like just because 
Like, you can have one game on a console that's really good. Yeah. And the rest of the games are not good. I would argue that there are more games on the, on the NES that are still good. But compared to, like, the games that will come out later, they're not as good. Like, yeah, Mega Man on the NES is good. But Mega Man X on the SNES is better. Yeah, Metroid is good, but Super Metroid is better. Yeah. So in terms of Nintendo consoles, mm-hmm. like all of the like all of the home consoles that Nintendo has, I think the NES library might be the weakest. I don't think it's the weakest. They have they have some amazing games I think on it, the NES. I think it's just that, but but the they, whole library in itself isn't that. I great. think it's just that that you know time has not been kind to them. Yeah. You know. Yeah, well, at the time, there were no games. Right. You like, know? you know, technically, the N64 is the weakest because that had, like, the smallest library. Actually, no, Virtual Boy is the weakest. Yeah, well, but I'm like, saying that's why I said home yeah. consoles. But, like, the N64, like, had a great library. Just time has not been kind to it. Right. You know? And so I'm just, like, at, as far as playability is concerned, there's a lot of garbage NES games. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of them. But, like... And there's some good ones. Yeah. I'm not saying they're all garbage. Yeah. I'm just saying... There's a lot of crap. Yeah. And we're seeing that. <laughs> yeah. We're not seeing the cream of the crop. We're only seeing like, you know, a very small selection. And it sucks because some of them, the reason why we're not getting them is because they're part of other collections or because there are licensing issues right. or whatever. You know, we're just getting whatever Nintendo can like flush out. We got to talk about this $10 super chat. Yes. From Millie Goon. Molly Goon. Did you miss the freedom? Did I miss the freedom finger discussion? You did. A shmup with a rocking soundtrack and zany gameplay animation. I'm hyped. I said it didn't look very interesting. What's uh, the deal with the soundtrack, though? Yeah, if it has a good soundtrack, I'm I back. wasn't aware of the soundtrack. Yeah. If the soundtrack is cool, that's a hard maybe. Because mm-hmm. a good soundtrack can sway you on a game. Yes. Uh. Okay. Now we can talk about Gamescom. Yes. And all the stuff that happened to Gamescom. Uh, did you even... I, like, breezed through this article. I, so I breezed through it, and I saw, like... I've seen some of the trailers before. Some of the trailers I gave a quick look just now. Um, this, yeah. This is from The Verge. Mm-hmm. I guess we can just off the bat talk about Death Stranding. Yes. We got a lot more footage. I st- we, there's a lot. Compared to what we have... Can we talk about the gameplay trailer that they showed off? I'm getting there. Okay. Compared to what we've had before, we got a lot of footage. Right. I still don't know a damn thing about this game. <laughs> so, Kojima gets up on stage and Jeff Keighley's like, hey, you guys want to see some gameplay of Death Stranding? Woo! So, we show gameplay. And the very first thing they show is Norman Reedus waking up and peeing. Yep. And then... And, and like in a circle. In a circle. <laughs> Well, they show that because they wanted to show them with the camera. When you try to pan the camera, he moves mm. so that you don't see his wangus. And you can aim. Yes. That's the thing. Kojima talks about this. Yeah. This is a mechanic. I like how it also shows you like how much you have left to go. <laughs> Apparently, you can turn this off. Okay. In case somebody's in the room with you and you don't want to show Norman Reedus peeing. This is an optional thing. No one's going to ever use that. But here, you see, did you notice a little mushroom sprouts up? Yes. If enough people pee in the same area, mushrooms will grow. Okay. I don't know what significance they have. Yeah, because he doesn't do anything with the mushroom. He just keeps walking. Yes. So he keeps walking, and then he goes to find a place to put his ladder down, and then he climbs his really tall ladder, and then he goes over to the tent, 
And he hands Jeff Keighley his uh, necklace of USB sticks. That was incredible. That was nuts. That that Jeff Keighley's in the game. <laughs> Jeff Keighley was next to Kojima yeah. presenting, and then here he is in the game. Yeah. It's not. It's voiced by Matt Mercer. Yeah. So the audience did not know that that was Jeff Keighley. Yeah. Or maybe they just didn't care. No, I, but I, mean, I care very deeply. I'm I mean, a big Jeff Keighley fan. Because like, uh, what's his name? Nicholas Winding Remf, the director of uh, Drive, is also in the game, but he's not voicing his character. Mm. So yes, that is him. Yeah. Oh wait, he's not voicing. He's that? not voicing that character. No. That's and, and Del Toro is not voicing his character. That's dead. Wait, who's Dead Man? I think that's Nicholas Winding Remf. That's not him that's, voicing that. That's not his voice. That's his. Uh, Oh, well, so. it looks really good. Yeah, the, he he looks really yeah. good, but like the voice acting is not him. Yeah, someone. Else, it's the same thing with Del Toro. He's not voicing that He's, either. Del Toro's not voicing himself. because uh, I saw that, and because it sounds like Del Toro. Does it? Yeah. Because the thing I saw it didn't sound like him at all. Really? Yeah. Because I saw it, and I was like, "He's acting." Because Del really Toro well. has a very distinct voice. Is he? I mean, he sounds foreign. Yeah, but I mean, like, he's got a very distinct Mexican, like, fat, almost like fast talking because he's very excited when he talks. Yeah, so, that's what it sounds like. I gotta like. watch that trailer again, though. Um, yeah, no, he, they showed yeah. more of his character, more of Del Toro's character right. in a different trailer. Um, well, anyway, so uh, Norman Reedus hands Jeff Keighley his the necklace of USB sticks, a map shows up, and then he, he walks out of the tent, he waves to Jeff Keighley, he falls off a cliff, yes. and then he has to, like, rock his baby back to sleep, and then that's it. P- people were comparing that to... Uh, uh, Yoshi's Island. Yeah, Yoshi's yeah. Island where, where baby Mario gets knocked off now, and you have to get it. Okay, when I hear the, the term gameplay trailer, <laughs> they show you everything that almost everything you can do within a standard play session. Mm-hmm. So they show the walking, they show the exploration, they show the combat, they show the puzzle solving, you know, they show character interaction. All this showed was Norman Reedus faffing about. Here's the problem, Will. This is the game. <laughs> this is this it. is not the game because we know there's combat. We know there's yes, more but that's not what the game's about. Oh my god, that's stuff you can do in the game, but that's not what it's about. Oh my god, it's like Metal Gear, how you can murder everybody, but you don't want but to, like, so you just it, don't. For a Metal Gear gameplay trailer, they would show that. They would show. They would show Snake. You know, take somebody out or like try to sneak past them or like kill them or subdue them. Like they would show that. This didn't show us anything. We we know that there's weapons. Yeah. We know that he holds a gun. Yeah. At some point. We know that there's enemies. We know that there's like ghost things. Yeah. Yeah. We know that Mads Mikkelsen may be one of them. We know that we don't know what significance they have in the gameplay. Yeah. We don't I I have a feeling that they're a very small portion of the gameplay. Yeah. And most of the gameplay is you faffing about. Ugh. You're just wandering around. I have a very strong feeling that I am not going to like this game. <laughs> I don't think you will either. Oh my god. Like I'm all for like being I, weird I, and artsy and stuff, but like there's there's a limit. And I think this is the limit. I am tr- I'm trying to to hone my No Man's Sky vibes. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you're going to be exploring in this game. Yeah. That is the game. Don't, okay. don't think about, like, shooting people and stuff. That'll be a treat when you yeah. get to hold a gun and actually shoot something. Mm-hmm. That's a little treat because if this is going to feel anything like the gameplay mechanics of Metal Gear, mm-hmm. like the physical shooting and stuff, then this is going to be... All, then those little, little slices are going to be amazing. Right. But 
expect to faff about most of the time. You're going to be exploring. And this world is really interesting to me because there's a lot of weird stuff. You got <laughs> an internet that's controlled by babies. This, this world would be interesting if I had any idea what was going on. But that's why it's... Because I want to find out what's going on. But the, Okay, so there's, there's, mis, there's, there's mysterious, and then there's just, what the hell am I looking at? Yes. Like, what the hell am I looking at only works to a certain extent. When your whole game or movie or whatever is just, what the hell am I looking at? Like, you, you better be very interesting, because otherwise, you're not going to hold my attention for very long. It's the same problem I have with David Lynch movies. David Lynch is like an incredible director, but most of his movies are just, what the hell am I looking at? So, um, when I played Metal Gear Solid Five, there was a lot of unanswered questions, mm -hmm. and it's because the game just straight up wasn't finished. Right. And there was, that game was so interesting, there was a lot of really cool stuff going on. Um, I'm hoping that this is going to give me the same vibe, but we'll have a definitive answer. Oh, I'm sure we'll have a definitive... Answer. A definitive answer. Not ending. Answer. Like, to... All of our questions See, about the game. Uh, no, I'm flipped. <laughs> it's going to have a definitive ending, but it's not going to have a definitive answer. Okay. Yeah. Like, I'm all for the confusing Kojima-like spirals. Like, yeah, I, I want to have, I'm like... for a, that. I get that. I want a wiki page for this game that <laughs> uh, that I could spend hours in. Like, and I get, I get that he's weird and does obscure things, and I expect that. I guess what I'm trying to say is now that he's off the leash, mm -hmm. I feel like he could go too far. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the best creators need to be reined in. <laughs> I just, I just want some answers and then, I, and then I'll enjoy this. I game. don't think you're going to get That's answers. What I want. Any answers you get will just lead to more questions. I'm cool with getting like a circle of answers. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's like the Metal Gear style. Yeah. You know, You're, it like leads to it just leads to one big wiki search. Um, but yeah, I just like like we need to know like all of these characters in this game seem to not be there. They seem to all be holograms. Yeah. Except for Norman Reedus and the the mama baby person. Oh, the woman who like played with her boobs. Yes. The next cutscene. Yeah. Very anime. Yeah. Um, because her baby is in the other world, but she's not. Yeah, I'm trying to figure. I think Leah Sudo's character is real. I don't think Lindsay Wagner's character is. I don't know these people. Leah Sudo is the girl who ate the worm. Okay. Lindsay Wagner is. Uh, she must be. I think she's real, like Norman. I think she's. Yeah. She's one of the bridge employees. Or sure. Lindsay Wagner is. Uh, you. If I find she the, the old woman who's playing a young chick. Yes. That the, I the, she's the original Bionic Woman, yes. I think she's real. And I Well, she's playing two characters. Is she? She's playing the president of the United uh, the United Cities, because it's the United Cities of America, and she's playing the her younger version. And that and this one, this woman, apparently hasn't aged in like ten years. I was gonna say, whoever she's playing is probably somebody that's going to age in the game. Right. Like rapidly. Well, I'm thinking like Young it, Lindsay Wagner might be a hologram, and old Lindsay Wagner, the president, is the real person, but is in, like, comatose state. Well, because, like, those, like, weird entities that yeah. you fight, or that you have to stealth around, mm -hmm. uh, if they, like, get near you or touch you or anything, you age rapidly. That right. was in the first trailer. Yeah. So I thought that might happen to her, you know, or might have happened right. to her or something. Um, 
there's a lot of weird like sort of like playing with time and playing with uh 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 the afterlife and stuff yeah in this game i want to know where are these people? Are these holograms from a computer? Yeah. Are these people, were they like downloaded? Was their consciousness downloaded and saved somewhere? Or are these people off world somewhere because all hell is breaking loose right. on Earth or in the United Cities or whatever? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if we're ever going to get. Like, and why, where did the baby internet come from? And how did how is he able to carry that backpack without his back snapping in half? Oh, the exoskeleton, Will. Okay. <laughs> that's That's that. Oh, I'm glad we, we know saw that. that. No, we know that because that's a, a pre-order bonus. Is a golden exo. Okay. Uh, most anticipated game of the year right now for me. I'm very excited. I don't, I don't know, that's man. Also, because there's really not much coming out. I had a list of like all the games that were I mean, coming out. There's Pokemon. There's, Pokemon, there's, there's Doom. Town. There's Borderlands for everybody but me. There's... I was excited for Borderlands. Now I don't want it because Gearbox is a bunch of assholes. Yeah, all my friends were talking about it. So they're like, "Yo, what are you? Yo, we're all getting Borderlands, right?" So finally, I'm just like, "What systems are you getting it for? A uh, PS4, a uh, PC, a uh, PC. I might get it for PS4, but I might get it for PC. Then you're not all gonna play together. <laughs> and I'm not gonna get it until they announce, you know, cross-platform play, which I doubt they'll do." My friends talk about getting a game and then they just never play. Yeah. Together. So it's like, oh, we're all going to get this game and then they just don't eat it. So play. I'm not, you know, if they all got it for PC, then, you know, I'm automatically out because I'm a gaming PC. If they all get it for PS4, my one friend's out because he doesn't have a PS4. So I'm probably not going to get it. Plus they do crossplay. And even still, Randy Pitchford is a bad person. Yeah. We're, we're not, uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, go to last week's. Yeah. Or Was just last week. Might have been last week or two weeks ago. Or just follow Jim Sterling on Twitter. He he loves to talk about how much he hates Gearbox. <laughs> All right. Well, we got we got a lot more games to talk about. Migs Luna with he became a member here on YouTube. Yes. We got Dark Type uh, with two dollars. So can we talk about Spider Man and Sony, please? No. At the end of the podcast. Though, yes. Or you know we got that as a story. Yeah. Just be patient. Ryan Casanova. Fernandez. With a hundred dop. I looked that up. That is two Dominican uh, pesos. Dominican ops. Yes. Thank you. Dominican ops. All right. Uh, All right. Keep this gravy train rolling. Uh, so Death Stranding looks cool. Yes. I mean, it looks cool, but that doesn't mean like I'm. It's gonna be a game. It's gonna be a will game. <laughs> right. Uh, we got Destiny Shadow Keep. What is this? Look. Oh uh, no, that's not it. Uh, Destiny 2's next big expansion. Uh, launches on October 1st, and the Gamescom trailer pro- provides a closer look at what players can expect. You haven't seen Darkness, the trailer de- uh, description reads. Uh, not yet. In addition to Shadowkeep, Destiny 2 is changing in another big way with a free-to-play version on the way. I thought so, it was already free-to-play. This is their big like expansion. This is their first big expansion post-leaving Activision, right? Yeah. Okay. But... I don't know if it's going to be much different. Like, I wouldn't get too excited because they couldn't, like, they were making this under Activision. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, it might not be microtransactions up the ass. Right. Like, like uh, Activision might have had a hand yeah. in, but um, it's not going to be drastically different. I don't yeah. Think, you know, so don't, don't get too excited out there. I am excited for Destiny 3. <laughs> when Bungie publishes that themselves right. and doesn't have like a corporate overlord. Right. Um, I'm excited for that. 
I that none of the DLCs for Destiny Two made me want to jump back in. Mm-hmm. I was a big fan of Destiny One. Uh, I was a big fan of the actual core game of Destiny Two, uh, but I didn't play past the end game. I just beat it and was like, "All right, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm good." So, I th- it doesn't look that great to me. Soon it'll be free. I recommend trying out Destiny Two because it right. is a really good game. Uh, but it just I'm not interested in, in playing more of it. Uh, Gears Five Horde trailer is this like the this the is the horde mode? yeah Horde mode. A lot of people like the Horde mode. Horde mode in Gears, no matter what, is always very good. It's mm-hmm. always really fun, especially like when you play with four people. Um, and they showed off new things you can do in Horde mode. You got like an X-ray gun. You have a cat can cloak uh, and things like that. So it looks cool. I mean, it's just Gears Horde mode, but Gears Horde mode is good. <laughs> you like Gears. I do like Gears. I'm surprised I liked Gears 4 as much as I did. I'm excited for Gears 5, but I don't think I'm going to get it right away. Oh, that'll probably be like a wait. Um, I don't care about Gears. I know you don't. Uh, then in this article, they talk about the Nintendo stuff. Yes. We got the Blair Witch. Yeah. So, for, X, for Xbox One and Windows. Yeah, so this is interesting. So this is a game that takes place before the first Blair Witch Project movie. And you're a dude exploring the woods trying to uncover info on the Blair Witch. I don't know how I feel about this. Because like, like, I would think the concept sounds cool. But I feel like this could easily be like just a cheap, buggy, unfinished, unpolished mess. You know? Why? Why buggy and unpolished? Well, because this this gives me the sense of like one of those like cheaply made indie horror games that are trying to be slender. Yeah, no, it looks like a walking sim. Yeah. Uh but But you know, with more static and apparently you build the little Blair Witch twigs. Yeah, why would it be buggy and unfinished though? I don't know. I mean it doesn't. I'm trashing on a lot of games. Yeah, you are. When I say like, well, you know, buggy and unfinished, like it's it doesn't have any like polish to it. Yeah, but why? It's being done by Lionsgate Games. That should mean something, shouldn't it? No. What what is Lionsgate? You know, a a lot of games that look like this are buggy and unfinished. Yeah, but that's because they're all made by indie developers, right? And this shouldn't be. I mean, but the thing is, like, what movie studio aside from Warner Brothers? Has like ever sunk enough money into game development where they actually can develop like a good? Oh, game. it's being developed by Bloober. Yeah. What have they made? You're gonna look that up. Yeah. Also, too, I should take this time to note that when the Blair Witch Project first came out, there were three games released based on the like the mythology of Blair Witch, and they were all garbage. Oh, Layers of Fear. People like that game. Oh, do they? This is gonna be Layers of Fear, but Blair Witch. Skin. Okay. So. Expect layers of fear right. with I mean, Blair Witch skin. I'm gonna, I mean, I would like for it to be good. I love the original Blair Witch Project. Um, and if anything, in, like enhancing that mythology more, I think it's cool. And I think it's cool that it's kind of coming back. Because this is a thing that should be bigger than it is. I mean, the one movie is perfect alone. But, so. I'm metacrit- metacriticing layers of fear. Okay. What is it? Uh, I don't know why it's taking so long. To look. Right. 72. Okay. Oh, that's respectable. For the first Layers yeah. of Fear. So, I mean, expect Layers of Fear, but with but it's going to be Blair Witch. Yeah. Um, um, okay. Uh, so, 
Okay, I'm Cherick with $5. Hey, Will, thoughts on every single comic I asked you to read over the past three weeks? So, see ya. All right, goodbye. Um, all right, so House of X and Powers of X, uh, it's still good. It's just I got lost, so uh, I got lost and confused, so I got to go back and reread that. Uh, Flash 76 and Green Lantern 10, I don't remember anything about those comics. Uh, Detective... 1008 and 1009 were both excellent. That series is still very good. You don't have to ask me about the quality of it because it's still very good. And Justice League 29, I also don't remember anything about. So there's that. <laughs> uh, you give me too much to read, man. I'm, o- I'm only one man. I got like no time to do anything in between. Um, I guess Bob really did go, went to go pee. Oh, it's a shame because he's going to miss talking about NBA 2K20 uh, when the lights are brightest. NBA 2K chose a star-studded way to show off its new career mode. Not only was it produced by LeBron James' production company, but it also features performances from Idris Elba, Rosario Dawson, Thomas Middledrich, uh, Ernie Hudson, and LeBron James. Um, it also featured Jaleel White in there as a cameo, and I think he has a bigger role in the game. It has other celebrities in there, too. I don't remember every single one. Um, and, of course, NBA stars, obviously. I have, I've never really had any interest in the NBA 2K games, but this looked really cool. Did you see? Sorry, that was a long key. Yeah. Did you see? Um, we're up to NBA 2K20. Did you see the story mode trailer? No. Did we know about this already? And they always came with the story mode. Because I just saw, I guess it came up on Reddit, the horrible <laughs> voice acting in the story mode of NBA 2K. One of the games. I don't right. remember which one. The, right. The it voice been, acting is I think that was one of the older horrible ones. Horrible. Because, well, because it's all, they, they got actual NBA players. Yeah. So it's like when, you know, when an athlete with no charisma has to read a script. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, I decided to become a basketball player when I was younger. But but the main character, it, like that you play, yeah. is v- by a professional voice actor. So it's a professional yeah. voice actor talking to a guy who is just on yeah, the wall, yeah. you know. Um, but they fixed it in this because they got actual actors to be a part of it. I mean, I did not see this trailer. At all. It honestly, like, it looks kind of cool, and like it looks like high quality. I think this is the one. This, yeah. I mean, I don't remember H's album. Yeah, so it probably wasn't. It's probably for one of the older ones. But no, I mean, they're going to have NBA players. Well, yeah, and those guys are going to be bad. But I mean, this looks like high quality enough that, you know, the NBA players are going to be like a small part of it. And the actual actors will be like a main part of it. I mean, because you don't just hire Idris Elba and Rosario Dawson to be cameos. Like, and you... They do though. <laughs> they they get Idris Elba so that we can talk about it. Like, oh, Idris Elba's in it. Doesn't that look cool? And then they're in it for like, you know, four I mean, yeah, seconds. It's the story mode, so the story mode probably only lasts like four hours. But I still think it's like very interesting that they're trying to do this high quality ESPN style, uh, you know, thirty for thirty documentary. Yeah. Also, they release one of these every single year. Oh, there's more Cuban in there. Yeah. They release one every single year. So like. How how much work could they put into this? I mean, they were probably like working on this two two games ago. I guess you know what else are they going to put work into? It's the same game every year. Yeah. Uh. So what you going to play NBA two K twenty? No, but I'm, I'll definitely watch <laughs> like a let's play of it. Next is Cyberpunk. 
Well, it's Cyberpunk, and it's coming to Google Stadia. Ooh. Uh, you didn't have it in here, but Google Stadia had like a like a conference to show off all the games that were coming, mm-hmm. and it's all games that like we knew were coming out, but now it's just confirmed for Stadia. But that's not the big talking points of the conference. What the is big, the big talking? The big talking Stadia point conference? about of that conference was the fact that. The live stream itself was uh, laggy and unresponsive and would cut out. That's really bad. Which is not what you want to have happen to your live stream, especially if you're trying to have a cloud-based streaming video game service. That's bad. You freaking Google, man. I know. You are the internet, A. Yeah. You have inter- you have your own ISP. Yeah. B. C. You are a streaming platform. You yeah. Are YouTube. So what the hell, dude? Did they do it on YouTube? They did it on YouTube. You're, you you're gonna you better fire a lot of people. There's there's this and it's um Polygon actually had a good point. They're doing a I mean they're they're saying like. Stadia, yes, Stadia is a cloud-based gaming service, but they're doing a very bad job of pitching it beyond that. Yeah. Like, they're not talking about, like, if there's a subscription model, um, what games you buy a la carte, uh, what devices you can play this on. Because right now, you can only really play it on, like, a Chromecast and only a 4K Chromecast. I think that they don't have it nailed down. I... This is leading... Really, they shouldn't talk about it at all until they have it nailed down. This is leading me to believe, and I've had this theory for a while, but I don't think this is going to succeed. I think this is going to be another Google product that they are really excited about in the beginning. They roll it out, and when only like a handful of people are using it, they will kill it dead within a year. It happened to Google+. Plus. It happened to like half of their messaging apps. It happens. It, it's going to happen to this. I think it has a lot of potential. I think streaming video games is the future of playing video games. Right. I think that they're dropping the ball really hard on this. Yeah. I think they're kind of forced to talk about it because Xbox, uh, like Microsoft, is going to come up with their streaming platform. Yeah. And it, it, that's a that's some big competition. Um. I think Google should not say anything until it's ready to go. When's this supposed to come out? November? Probably. Yeah. I think when it comes out, people are going to be very surprised at how it works. I'm um, sure. Yeah. But I don't know. It doesn't, doesn't look good for them. They announced Cyberpunk. They announced Mortal Kombat 11, uh, Elder Scrolls Online, uh, Borderlands 3, Super Hot, uh, Attack on Titan 2, Final Battle. Uh, Windjammers 2, Orcs Must Die 3, Kine, a remake of Destroy All Humans, Samurai Showdown, and then a whole bunch of previously announced games. Or Stadia. Yes. Mortal Kombat, they announced the whole roster. Oh yeah, they announced all the downloadable characters. Yes. Confirmed. Joker for Mortal he Kombat. He looks bad. He looks terrible. But, T-800 looks awesome and it's interesting because it's old man t-800 from the new terminator movie dark fate and sarah connor from the same movie is a downloadable character in gears 5 Ooh, so they're really cool. pushing this out there that's cool yeah t-800 looks cool uh who else was in oh spawn spawn, spawn, spawn looks cool. cool uh and then you had uh shao Kahn and night wolf were already announced and uh zombie sindel from mortal kombat 3 yes. yeah yes that's cool they have some cool dlc characters. yeah 
Except Joker, which is really disappointing. Yeah, Joker doesn't look good. He looks good at a certain angle. He looks good from a distance. Yes. Also, oh. it's probably not Mark Hamill doing the voice. It's probably the guy from Injustice doing the voice of the Joker. That sucks. Yeah. I was going to say, when you were playing uh, the Death Stranding trailer, Norman Reedus, what he yells, does not sound like Norman Reedus. Yeah. He sounds like Mark Hamill. No. I thought you were watching... Uh, I think it's because I was Batman watching it thing. here, and that was going on. Uh, I th- the I AC. Think, I think he's, when he's yelling, he sounds like Mark Hamill. What's this need for speed heat? This has nothing to do with Stadia, I don't think. Uh, no, uh, but I think it's coming to Stadia anyway. Uh, need for Speed Heat is the next Need for Speed game. I think it's going back to like street racing and uh, cops versus uh, street racers. Mm. It looks cool. So like Hot Pursuit. Kind of, yeah. Uh, I don't know if I would get it. I mean, I liked the two Need for Speed games that Criterion did. Yeah, that's what I want. Is this like, a, is this like one of those? I don't know. I mean, possibly... I just want to know how the crashing is. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's going to be burnout-style crashing. Yeah, it doesn't, but it doesn't looks look like, like it. I mean, it could still be fun. But, you know, I'd have to see more of it. I need, I need that, that yeah. burnout-style crashing. I'm trying to... Th- the, the creators of Burnout, like, left Criterion and made, like, their own studio, and they came out with Dangerous Driving, like, the spiritual successor to Burnout Paradise. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that turned out. You know, I never played Burnout Paradise. Apparently it got better, like after it was released. It's okay. only like five dollars on Xbox One. Yeah, not seeing any any good crashes. Yeah, not 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 happy about it. Um, Kerbal Space Program cinematic announced trailer. Okay. <laughs> okay. Cool. Um, Little Nightmares Two. Cool. Life is Strange Two Episode Four. I thought this game was done. Like, I thought they finished... Like, released- done with episodes? Yeah. I didn't realize they were still releasing episodes for this. It's been a while. The unsettling storybook horror game... No, that's not the thing. Um, <laughs> we were approaching two- the end of the second season of Life is Strange 2, and at Gamescom, we got our first look at the fourth and penultimate episodes. This is even in the last episode. The second to last. My God. The good news is the episode will be out very soon, August 22nd. Yeah, I mean, I've never played any Life is Strange yeah. or anything. Uh, the Witcher, coming to the Switch. We knew this And already. it's coming October 15th. This was the release date trailer. Ooh, is this trailer in 4, 540p? Nope, it's nope. in 720. <laughs> uh, oh, no, it's in 1080. How could they possibly do that? I mean, either it's upscaled or this is not Switch footage. Although it might be, it doesn't that, look that, right. I mean, yeah. it looks like Switch footage. Uh, they did, sh- there is, it wasn't here, but um, they had like a 45 minute gameplay reveal of Witcher on Switch and it runs like perfectly. <laughs> and it runs. And it runs. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, it doesn't look great. It's gonna. But it runs very well. It's gonna play really well. Yeah. CD Projekt Red knows what yeah, they're doing. It's kind of like how like Mortal Kombat 11 looks terrible on Switch, but it plays incredible. Actually, who's porting it? Is it Panic Button? I don't think it is. Just says CD Projekt Red and Warner Brothers Games. No, I, I'll look it up. Did Warner Brothers publish? Warner Brothers published The Witcher. Oh, okay. On console. Uh, the Witcher is a great game. So this is great. I might actually get this and play it. You should. It is yeah. a very good game. Um. Oh, that's it. Yes. That's all. That's all. That's here. Yes. I mean, Gamescom is still going on, so. Who knows? We need more Nintendo news. Yeah. 
Nintendo should drop the SNES games. Yeah. Or the fact that they're even doing it. Yeah, just that would, that would be a nice, be like, We're doing a nice surprise. Uh, but they probably want to wait till September. Saber Interactive is co-developing uh, co The Witcher 3. What else have they done? Uh, I, I actually just looked them up. Saber Interactive. Uh, oh, that's why. Because they, they're doing the Ghostbusters Remastered. It's coming out soon. They worked on uh, Halo, the Master Chief Collection. They uh, worked on Shaq Fu, A Legend Reborn. Ooh. Uh, they worked on uh, Will Rock. Remember Will Rock? No, I don't remember. No one remembers Will Rock. <laughs> they haven't worked on much. They've worked on a handful of things here and there. Most of them not great. Well, best of luck. Yeah. I hope, I hope The Witcher port is good. I mean, they're working with CD. It seems like when they're working with a big name, like they get it right. Yeah, C yeah. CD Projekt Red wouldn't, wouldn't yeah. let something slip through the cracks like yeah. that. Um, all right, so yeah, Gamescom's still going on, but that's the big news from it yes. currently right now. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, we got $2 from Ray Zeflin, who says, Ah, but did Ba wash his hands? Also, I will. No, I'm in my own house. That was the truth. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Noctiva Agent? Noct Noctiva Agent. Thank you for the Twitch Prime sub. Uh, okay. Let's move on to this. All right. Digital Foundry finally made a video on the new switch revision okay and they're the ones that you want they're the ones you trust they're the ones you want to right you want to see their hard work take mm -hmm. uh, tear down because they go really in depth right and they know what the hell they're talking about uh so it's good to see them do it i watched the video basically the only thing that's different is the battery life yeah, the processor is new and improved. Uh, it draws way less power. Right. I learned that there's you could just buy a watt meter and just that, <laughs> then now you know how, how much the the switch is drawing. Well, that's good to know. So I'm definitely gonna do that next time I want to tinker yeah. around with this whole dock situation. That I was I keep talking. About. I was gonna say uh, I fix it. Also, did their tear down? Oh, of it, and they like even broke it down. Like they pulled out the circuit boards and like compared. Wait. Bring that up because we need to know if the Joy-Con thing's a different part. Uh, I believe I put it right under the originally. I believe they said it's not. Yeah, you gotta nail that down. Yeah, uh, information. everything else inside this revision is almost exactly the same as the original Switch, from the Bluetooth and Wi-Fi chips to the unfortunately soldered on USB-C port. This includes the Joy-Cons, which are suffering from drifting issues that Nintendo still needs to officially address, although they seem to be quietly offering free replacements. Overall, better battery life is the name of the game here, and if you've been in the market for a Switch, now is the time to jump in, unless you're pining for the Switch Lite. All right, so that's the teardown. Yeah. The difference is a new CPU and updated memory chips which offer increased efficiency, resulting in significantly better battery life. The updated CPU is still an NVIDIA Tegra X1-based system on a chip. We're pretty sure this is the Nintendo riff on the T210B01 Tegra X1 chip that is also rumored to be in the new Shield TV and possibly the Switch Lite. If this is true, we are looking at a smaller 16 nanometer chip, which would amount to a good chunk of energy efficiency 
of efficiency improvements over the old 20 nanometer chip. The updated LPDDR4X memory chips are also more energy efficient than the LPDDR4 chips from the 2017 model. Um, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the pro the processor being the processor different, and the mem and the memory, but that is a significant difference. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the reason why the battery is better. Yeah, the battery life is better. Um, there's a very slight performance bump in some games. Is there? Uh, according to Digital Foundry. Okay. So this is Nintendo Life's summary of Digital Foundry. Uh, we've been keeping a very close eye on the Nintendo Switch SKU, the new Nintendo Switch SKU that's in the process of hitting store shelves, and it certainly seems to make uh, multiple minor improvements to the launch model, but is it worth buying as a replacement if you already own a Switch? After taking uh, delivery of a new model fresh from the shelves in Hong Kong, why are they in Hong Kong? Digital Foundry uh, has posted its analysis of the updated Switch SKU with a breakdown of all the small upgrades it offers. So hopefully this will help you decide. Taking a look at all the aspects of the newer console, from the screen and power consumption to things like Wi-Fi reception and operating temperature, uh, Eurogamer's technology editor, Rich Leadbetter, Okay, <laughs> is generally uh, impressed with what's what he's found. Uh, power efficiency seems to be the big win with the newer model. Obviously, that's why the battery mm -hmm. life is better. Uh, here's the entire video if you want to watch it. Blah blah blah. Uh, while playing the Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild and Fast RMX, he notes a wattage drop of around forty to fifty percent, a power consumption saving consistent with Nintendo's own battery life estimates. Further battery uh, tests playing Zelda at 50% brightness had the original model lasting three hours and four minutes versus five hours and two minutes for the newer model. If you're a portable player when it comes to Switch, there's no denying that 64% extra is a tasty little increase. Interestingly, playing at 100% brightness offers a 78% improvement over the OG Switch in the same conditions. 78%. Nobody mind me. I just dropped a little water on my mouse pad. <laughs> gotta, gotta clean that up. 78% improvement at 100% brightness is significant. And it's leading me to believe that the screen is actually different. Even though every report is saying that the screen isn't. Correct. Okay. Because... Remember we said Kevin Kenson was saying that his screen looked a little different, like the yes. color was a little different? Well, Digital Foundry says, uh, change to the screen, which give it slightly warmer reddish hue. Could be a pro or con, depending on your personal point of view. Okay. Uh, so it, theirs had a slightly reddish hue. So it's, something's up. Yeah. At first, I thought it was just manufactured variants. It could still be manufactured variants, mm -hmm. but that manufactured variants could also lead to uh, improved battery life in the screen. Yes. Uh, Temperature-wise, the new unit operates uh, marginally cooler, although it does so without firing up the internal fan as much as the launch model. I'd say that's due to the processor. Yeah. The new SKU also includes more power-efficient memory with uh, offers which offer... That's a typo. Which offers a tiny and Rich is keen to emphasize that the variance is undetectable by the human eye. 
improvement in performance in two of the games tested, Breath of the Wild and Mortal Kombat 11, although other games provided uh, to offer practically identical performance. And I watched the video. He said it was... There was barely a difference right. in, the, in the frame rate. Mm-hmm. Um, like if you go into the Korok Forest in Breath of the Wild, supposedly that has frame issues. Right. Uh, so he went there. And there was barely a difference, but it averaged to be slightly better on the new Switch. Okay. Uh, so it's not like it's going to run great on yeah. your Switch if you get the new Switch. Fascinating stuff, and we certainly can't get enough of the Di- Digital Foundry deep dives. Even Okay, that's all we need. So to Too Long didn't read the... The new switch uh, made changes to the CPU and the memory in order to make the battery life better. So that doesn't mean you should go out and buy the new switch if you have the old switch because th- fundamentally they are the exact same system. Correct. Yes. Uh, yeah, don't be butthurt if you have the old switch. I still have the old switch. I, I don't still have the old switch. I, I want the new switch at all. I'm not, I don't plan on updating my switch anytime soon. It's just such a pain in the ass to transfer things yeah. that I don't. And I also don't play in portable mode that often yeah. or often enough to kill the battery as fast as people do yeah so i'm not getting that version it's just not worth it for me mm-hmm. uh, i will be getting the switch Lite. will i be transferring all my stuff who knows we'll see i'll have to play around with it a lot uh but that's that so so we now we know pretty definitively that it's just the battery life yeah well it's the processor that makes the battery life better uh, none of this other stuff, like the Joy-Con isn't different according to Digital Foundry and according to iFixit. Yeah. The screen might be different, but it looks like it's visually worse. Yeah. If it's tinted red. Yeah. So, uh, but not like significantly Yeah, worse. it doesn't sound like it's significantly different. No. So yeah. uh, don't, if you're buying a new Switch now, if you, if you broke your Switch or if you never had a Switch, you should get the new version. Yeah. Because the battery life is better. Power efficiency is better. But if you have the old Switch, you don't need to upgrade. There's no yeah. reason for it. Oh, my Kirby's breaking. Oh, no. It's getting all brittle. Uh, Joe Arts in the chat says PS5 design leaked. Oh, did you see that? No, it didn't leak. Yeah. That is 110% a dev kit. Yeah. Because yeah. That, that is an ugly looking design. It's an ugly thing. Yeah. And the PlayStation dev kits are all ugly. Yeah. So... That's definitely not what the PS5 is going to look like. It's probably not even what the dev kit's going to look like. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. So don't get too excited. Um, we got $5 from Bruce Patrick. Hey, Wolf Bros. Just became a member. Hashtag, where's my backlog? It's my favorite show on YouTube, and I want to see a return. Season four, baby. Thank we got to do something because people keep asking for it. A, thank you for the $5. Yeah. B, are you a member? Or do you think you are because you gave us $5? Yeah. Uh, C, well, we can't do much if YouTube doesn't like it. I know. People like the backlog. People always say they like the backlog. Nobody watches the backlog. <laughs> That's the problem. That's the problem. Yeah, no, I know. This is, you That's know. why we need to have... We need to change the format of the backlog. Yeah. Even though I love the format because it's like a YouTube Russian roulette. Yeah. But uh, we need to change the format to be more YouTube friendly. Yeah. But we will. Yeah. Like the backlog will return. We just have to figure out a way to do it to get more people to watch it. Yeah. To to get to to game the YouTube algorithm. 
you know, basically the way to do it is to just pre-pick the games and pick the ones that we know are going to be yeah. good. I'm, try- I'm trying to think of like a good comparison to like explain like the backlog, like the situation with the backlog. I'm trying to think. Uh, oh, we're like Tron. The backlog is like Tron. <laughs> okay. Follow me here. I'm, people, I'm with you. Not a lot of people saw the original Tron, but the people who did really liked it. And for like 30 years, people were asking, oh, we want another Tron movie. We want another Tron movie. So finally, Disney made Tron Legacy. And not a lot of people saw it, <laughs> but the people who did really liked it. So like, oh, we want another Tron movie. And Disney's like, we're not going to make another Tron movie if nobody actually goes and sees Tron. What's the deal with the Speed Racer movie? People are saying that all yeah, of a sudden, all of a sudden that it's, it's a good. cult classic. Yeah. yeah, I don't. When it came out, I remember people trashing that. Yeah, out of and it. I remember like I remember watching, going like, "What the hell is going on?" I want to see it. Yeah, I, I feel like we like we should do a rewatch or something. Yeah, yeah. I want to see it now. I gotta, I gotta check that out again. Uh, the Speed Racer anime still holds up. <laughs> the Pad Lads with two euros says, uh, or pounds. Hey, dudes. That's pounds. What did you think to Three Houses? What did you think to Three Houses? I guess saying, what did you think of Three Houses? Didn't play it. Doesn't look like my type of game. Yeah. I, I don't know. The theme of this podcast is I don't play games. <laughs> um, I've been wanting to play it. Because people are saying, like, even if you're not into those types of games, it's yeah. surprisingly good. But it looks like a time sink. And yeah. I don't got time for that. Mm-hmm. So. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to uh freaking Mario and Sonic at the Tokyo Olympic Games 2020. Yes. I could give two hoots and a holler about Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games. It's games. it's fascinating because like when this they first announced the original Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games, this was like the first ever crossover between two of the biggest gaming icons of all time, and then they can compete in freaking you know, shot put. Like, I should care a lot about yeah. it because of that. Because it's the marriage well, between Well, the first two. time was a novelty. And then they just keep making the same game like every time the Olympics are coming out. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I, I will say this. This one actually, like, looks the best. The reason why it looks the best. Yeah. The reason why it's uh, piquing my interest now all of a sudden is that there's, like, a classic 2D mode. Yes. Like, that looks dope as hell. Yeah, that looks really cool. Also, there's, like, a weird skateboarding mode. I yeah. took a picture of it at E3. You see Dr. Robotnik yeah. freaking doing a kickflip. Yeah. That looked ridiculous. So, like, in the, they show, like, the 2D mode. It's the Sonic 1, like, sprites and the Mario 1 sprites, which is, like, a weird disconnect between 8-bit and 16-bit. Yeah, they should have done Super Mario Yeah, World. also, like, it, I don't know if it's all the characters. I think it's just a few. Like, it's the main ones. Like, you got Mario, Luigi... Peach, Bowser, and then Sonic, Tails, Knuckles, and Eggman. But what really gets me, and I don't know if you passed it or not yet, is because they do like the amateur wrestling in it, and Sonic, oh, it. Sonic just takes takes Peach to Suplex City. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, boom. Yeah, why that matchup? That's I know. the first matchup it's the first you matchup see. Of this show. And I guess they just want the show of Sonic just go, boom. <laughs> that's it's so bizarre. That's rough. Uh, but I'm interested in that now yeah i'm interested in just that specific mode and maybe the skateboarding i don't know why yeah. skateboarding. Uh, i don't know I, I feel like i should own at least one of them because it's sonic and mario at the olympics yeah. 
$60 game. I know. You know. I know. And there's another, there's a picture going, making the rounds of uh, Robotnik and Wario shirtless. Oh, I don't want to see that at all. Uh, where's the... Well, that's Robotnik shirtless, but that's not the picture I was looking for. And Wario doesn't have nipples. That's the thing everybody's, like, talking about. I don't know, Ant Dude tweeted about it. Let's... Ant. Wario doesn't have nipples, but Mario does. Yeah, Mario's got, got nipples. Yeah, we all know Mario's got nips. And weird appendages. Yeah. Mario's got weird appendages. Did you, did you see the... That's it right here. The image of uh, Mario without a mustache? That's something I never want to see again. <laughs> yes. That was some YouTube channel, yeah. like, like, eat out his mustache or something. Well, Ant Dude tweeted, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic uh, Games is going to be wild. And all the comments talking about Wario's nipples. Yeah. He's got no... He's, I said they got blown clean off in an accident. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, looks bizarre. Yep. Do you think when Sonic takes his shirt off, he doesn't have his spot? <laughs> his little spot is missing? Yeah. All right. I mean, I, I would like to give that game a try. Yeah. One day. Who knows if I will? Yeah. Uh, uh, hey, wh- what are you going to do? I was going to say... Wiz Kulikov, thank you for the Twitch Prime sub. Oh, thanks. <laughs> uh, Bruce Patrick with $2. Just do supporter-only shows for the weak ones. I guess of the backlog. That was a, an idea yeah. we had. But uh, then we need to guarantee that we're going to have good ones. Too. Yeah. Uh, Jacob Fleming with another $2. Bob, how many hours on Super Mario Maker 2? Probably around 100. Already? Jeez. I mean, already. The game just, just came out. Yes, people have more than that. Did you see the uh, World 1-1, One One, but it's on its side? Yes, I saw that. Gonna... I played that, Yeah, but a much garbagier version of it. <laughs> uh, I didn't play that specific one, right. but I played a, a worse version of, of somebody else made right. that I booed because <laughs> it was bad. Um, anyway, next up is the next Smash Ultimate Tournament celebrates Smash 64. Ooh. Uh, I didn't even know this was a thing that they me did. neither. Uh, and it took me a while to figure out what this even meant. I was looking at all different articles that were saying yeah. it. Nobody got to the point of like, what does it mean that so, it's Mario sixty four? What does it mean? Uh, Smash sixty four themed. So according to the Nintendo enthusiast, in celebration of twenty years of Smash Bros. history, the next online tournament for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate will focus on the oldest uh, veterans. The next online tournament will be Super Smash Brothers themed. And by that, I'm referring to the first game in the series from 1999. Like the Heroes in, uh, versus Villains tournament earlier this month, there will be a limited roster that features only the original cast. The image in the tweet shows the eight characters available at the start of Smash 64, but it doesn't tell us if the extra four unlockable characters will be selected. If that's true, I want in on this tournament because yeah. I'm Mr. Captain Falcon. But if Captain Falcon isn't involved, I want nothing to do with this tournament. Right. Winning matches will let you obtain rare spirits for your collection. Maybe they'll be based around the Smash 64 cast? Probably, definitely. Yeah. Uh, or perhaps Nintendo will theme them after more obtuse parts of the original game. Yes, that's what I think. Probably like break the target yeah. and dumb stuff like that. Either way, the tournament will start on August 23rd and will last for three days. I don't know how tournaments work in, in Smash Ultimate. Yeah. But that's a new thing from the last patch. 
This isn't the only nod to Smash 64 and Ultimate. At first boot of Ultimate, the only selectable characters are the original eight, along with uh, classic stages and a wide variety of returning music. Ultimate really celebrates its roots. That's true. Captain Falcon wasn't available at the start of Smash Ultimate. Yeah. So he might not be part of this whole tournament. Right. If this trend continues, uh, if this continues as a trend, maybe we'll end up seeing a melee, brawl, or even Smash 4 theme tournaments. Uh, what kind of themes would you like to see in the future? SNES only? Girls Night Out? What? I could go for a No Swords Allowed tournament myself. Oh, Girls Night Out. So probably like only on the female characters. Yeah, only the girls. Yeah. No swords allowed. This guy doesn't want any of the fire on him or like a freaking. There are a lot of characters that have swords in this game. And they have a ridiculous reach. Yeah. But, uh, yo, get good, dude. <laughs> uh, oh, wait, what's this? Whatever the case, as a Donkey Kong main, this upcoming tournament is my time to finally shine. And I look forward to seeing some of you in the tournament. Let us know if you're picking up the. Co- I would love to meet you online. Captain Falcon versus Donkey Kong, one on one. I've been getting wrecked by some Donkey Kongs. Yeah. But they're a really big target for Captain Falcon. Yeah. So. Um, anyway, I would like to compete if I could be freaking Captain Falcon. But if I can't yeah. be Captain Falcon, then I don't care much about this tournament. Did you see, before we move on to the next topic, did you see um, Hero is already becoming a problem with tournaments? Like they might have to straight up ban him? They should straight up ban him. Yeah. Uh, I, we talked about this when Hero came out. Yeah. And I said he's a problem. I've been seeing a lot of footage yeah. of the shenanigans going on with Hero. Like I saw um I saw I think it was Nairo was playing. Uh he did like the spirit bomb, took a guy out, then the guy respawned, he self-destructed and yeah. took the guy out, and then he self-destructed again once he respawned yeah. and took the guy out. So that was three stocks <laughs> taken like that. Yeah. Pure RNG shenanigans. So that is trash. Yeah. Hero's got really big problems. Mm-hmm. He's, and people are defending him. There's, oh, there's, yeah, of It's course. a big debate online about whether or not he should be banned. Uh, but he's like playing with items on. So. Yeah. Because it's all random. And people are saying that like, uh, game and watch. He's got to move this little thing with his like hammer. Yeah. And a number appears over his head. It's one through nine. And that's the damage output that the hammer does. Right. And it's completely random. Right. So if you get a nine, you knock the guy out like mm-hmm. instantly. Um, people are comparing Heroes RNG to that. Uh-huh. Or the fact that Peach can pull a bomb out or Peach can yeah. pull out a, a, I forgot what the turnip's called, but a turnip with like a certain face that breaks shields. Yeah. Uh, or a Mr. Saturn she can pull out. Um, but. Those are small parts of the character's kit. Yeah. And they're not that bad compared to yeah. insta-killing as Hero. Mm-hmm. And all of Hero's moves are RNG-based. Even his smash attacks can have critical hits. Yeah. So uh, I got killed by a Hero at 30% by getting a critical hit. Just mm-hmm. a move. Just a regular move that hit me and did like an insane amount of damage and killed yeah. me instantly. Anyway, I have Streets of Rage 4 is officially coming to the Switch with a new character. Nice. Uh, do you care? I thought you might care. I did care, uh, and I did see this. Um, the new character is Cherry Hunter, the daughter of original Streets of Rage character Adam Hunter. 
Uh, trained by her father and Axel, Cherry learned self-defense from a young age. Her interest in following in her father's footsteps and becoming a cop soon faded out, replaced by her love of music. Nowadays, she plays with her electro-progressive rock band in some of the most dangerous places in Wood Oak City. She may look young, but make no mistake, she's a seasoned veteran of kicking ass and taking names. Damn. That's cool. I didn't know they were up to four already. Yep. God, they really... Well, there's the, a number the, on her butt in that drawing. Look at that. <laughs> there's the original three for the Put a Genesis. Dumper on that. Yeah. There's the original three for Genesis or the Mega Drive if you're not from America. Um, and then that's it. There hasn't been another Streets of Rage game since. I recently learned that apparently, like when you go to cons and you go to like, you know, the fan made cars or the repro section, you, like I always see Bare Knuckle 3, which is the Japanese Streets of Rage 3. Apparently, it's a. Fairly different game. Like, they censored a lot in the transfer from Japan to America. I'm curious. I mean, I, I, I can't imagine. I mean, they didn't do it for any of the others. So, I mean, I can still... Because I, I have uh, the Genesis Classics collection on Switch, so I can play Bare Knuckle 3 that way, so I don't have to buy a cart. But I think I might do that. I think once I beat Comic Zone, I'm going to play Bare Knuckle 3. So they went from 3 on the Genesis to 4? Yeah. There's been no Streets of Rage games since. Interesting. Yeah. When did 4 come out? Or it didn't come out yet. I thought it was just being ported to the Switch. No, four still yet to come out. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Streets of Rage is like one of my favorite Genesis series. It's one of the best beat-em-ups ever. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited that it's finally coming back. Uh, Now we can talk about... Yes. All Spider-Man shenanigans. So if you don't know or if you just want to hear us talk about it, uh, last night, out of nowhere, Deadline.com revealed that uh, Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige won't produce any more Spider-Man films because of an inability by Disney and Sony Pictures to reach new terms that would have given the former a co-financing stake going forward. A dispute that has taken place over the past few months at the top of Disney and Sony has essentially nixed Feige and the future involvement of Marvel from the Spider-Man universe, sources said. This comes at a moment when the last two films Kevin Feige produced broke all-time records. Disney's Avengers Endgame became the highest-grossing film of all time, while Spider-Man Far From Home this week surpassed the James Bond film Skyfall to become the all-time highest-grossing film for Sony Pictures. Sources say... Sources said that there are two more Spider-Man films in the works and the studio hopes to have director John Watts and Tom Holland front and center, though Watts does not have a deal for the next picture and isn't a lock to return. This isn't helped by the fact that unless something dramatic happens, Feige won't be the lead creative producer of those pictures. There's a lot of webbing here. Ah, 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 ah. words. Their words, okay. Yeah. Uh, but it all comes down to money. And it's easy to understand why both sides refuse to give to give ground. Disney asks for Disney asks that future Spider-Man films be a 50-50 co-financing agreement between the studios where the discussions that, where sorry, where there were discussions that this might extend to other films in the Spider-Man universe. Sony turned down that offer flat. Sources said that St- Sony led by Tom Rothman and Tony uh something <laughs> Came back with other uh, configurations, but Disney did not want to do that. Uh, But Sony did not want to share its biggest franchise. Sure, Disney would be putting up half of the funding, but the risk is in how much you are going to make back in the profit. 
Disney wasn't all that interested in continuing the current terms where Marvel receives in the range of 5% of the first dollar gross, sources say. Now, it's easy to say that Kevin Feige has enough on his plate, especially after taking control of the X-Men universe from the Fox acquisition, including the Deadpool franchise, along with architecting the, architecting the next phase of the Marvel superhero universe and building movies and shows for Disney+. Plus. But uh, Deadline is told that Feige loves Spider-Man, according to the big arguably the biggest superhero character in the Marvel canon, he could have continued if Disney and Sony could have reached uh, new deal terms. And then they go on to basically compare, um, uh, they compare it to Sony thinking that they won uh, the championship and then they, they can win it again without Michael Jordan on their team. Oh, God. <laughs> there was an update, though, that Yes, said. there was an update. Uh, it's Sony's response. Okay. To all this. Was that the same one you were thinking of? Or? I don't know. All right. So, Sony's statement. Much of today's news about Spider-Man has mischaracterized recent discussions about Kevin Feige's involvement in the franchise. We are disappointed, but respect Disney's decision to not have him continue as lead producer of our next live-action Spider-Man film. We hope this might change in the future, but understand that the... But understand that the many new responsibilities that Disney has given him, including all of their newly acquired Marvel properties, do not allow him time to work on IP they do not own. Ke Kevin is terrific, and we are grateful for his help and guidance and appreciate the path he has helped put us on, which we will continue. Uh, it doesn't answer any question. Yeah, it basically just sounds like, oh, things didn't work out, but we're all good. I heard that there wasn't a definitive bow on it. Like, they were still in negotiation. There was still time to, like... At Flip it back. As far as I know, it's done. When they say like there's no definitive bow on it, I think what they mean is, I mean, because they haven't announced a new Spider-Man film yet. Mm. There's still time for like, especially now that all the news out and all the backlash is out, there's still time for both studios to come back and reconfigure everything and try to work something out. I also heard that it was just a producer credit. No, Kevin Feige had like create a, a creative stake in it. Like he was the one who like helped steer both Homecoming and Far From Home right. like in the directions that they took right. to keep them to like you know a make better Spider-Man films than we've been getting and b you know sort of like make them part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I was really hoping that Spider-Man would be the new like Iron Man. I mean, they pretty they kind of set him up to be that. They did, but they were keeping it at arm's length in case something like this happened. Yeah. It seemed like. It seemed like they were like dipping his toe in to be like the head of the Marvel Universe yeah. but like didn't go too far. And this would be really upsetting if they if they can't make him the head of the Marvel Universe. Yeah. That would suck. I mean, Spider-Man is like their most popular character. Yeah. And like they finally had him back and like they, they brought him back to prominence after years of bad movies and they had him in, what was it, Civil War, Homecoming, Two Avengers, and Far From Home. They had him in five movies, and they were all great. And they each, like, you know, did better at the box office. And now all of a sudden, Sony's like, no, we're good. Out of yeah. here. They're not going to do better. No. We, history has shown that when Sony tries to, like, make a Spider-Man movie on their own, or, like, try to be, like, the main creative force, something bad happens. I, and I tweeted about this. You saw it with Spider-Man 3. Sam Raimi had a good thing going. And then Sony's like, you have to put Venom in this. You have to make uh, Harry Osborn do this. You have to put Gwen Stacy in this. You have to do this and this. And nobody likes Spider-Man 3. 
And then they canceled Spider-Man 4 because they didn't want to work with Raimi anymore. Then we got the Amazing Spider-Man movies. And those just went from, you know, trying to be like the Dark Knight to trying to be like the Avengers. And the second one was even worse because of it. So finally they're like, okay, we don't know what we're doing with Spider-Man. Kevin Feige comes in, corrects the ship. And now they're like, okay, now we know what we're doing with Spider-Man. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody's saying like, oh, but what about Spider-Verse? That didn't have anything to do with Kevin Feige. And that won an Oscar. That's an outlier. Especially because that movie was spearheaded by, uh, what's their names? Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Those guys are legit geniuses. They, they did the 21 Jump Street movies. They did uh, the, the original uh, Lego movie. And they've been like architects of that. They did uh, Last Man on Earth for Fox, which was a really funny show. Also, it's animated and... Sony doesn't care. Like, the studios don't care about their animated stuff. Yeah. Like, oh, this is for it. kids. Here's some yeah. money. Do whatever you want. Yeah. I mean, the fact that it got, the, you know, the great press and the Oscar and all that, like, that's just a nice bonus. They no, they were not expecting that. Now they're going to get their grubby hands all over it, and the next one will not be as good. Yeah. Mark my damn words. Yeah. Uh, I, should, I should point out, because a lot of people are, like, coming out and saying, um, people need to stop being happy for Disney for like being this all consuming thing that like just takes in right. properties and stuff. And like, if anything, this is a good thing because it, it's Disney's first defeat of the year. Mm. And I agree with that because yes, Disney is this Disney is now Tetsuo at the end of Akira, this all consuming blob just, just takes everything in. Mm. Finally, someone's just said, Hey, you, no, we're not, we're not doing what you said. Like we have a stake in this too. You're not the boss of us. And like, they needed to hear that. They need to be people who stand up to Disney. So that there's not just one entertainment company releasing all the media. People are uh, saying that Sony isn't to blame here. So people are like defending Sony for some reason. Yeah, well, because D Disney was asking for a lot more of the back end. I'm on sure. This. Yeah, um, and they don't need any more money. I don't think uh, we need. I don't think it, pointing blame is even worth it. Because yeah. all I care about is Spider Man being in the damn movies. Yeah, you know that's all I care about. I, mean, I don't care yeah, what happens on the back end. Yeah, it's good that Disney lost this round, but in the long run, for the character of Spider Man, it's bad for the character of Spider Man. Yeah, and. Spider-Man is one of the best superheroes of yeah. all time with the worst like stories in, in his intellectual property. Yeah. Like uh, he's, he's had really bad luck yeah. in, with all the movies that's come out. The comic books that aren't, aren't very good. The comic books have gotten better. Yeah. They're like, I've really since the, since homecoming, like Spider-Man as a whole intellectual property has been on an upswing. You know, his comics have improved. He's had a, a wide variety of comics that have been like, really great the game uh, was great the game was great the movies have been excellent you know and now all of a sudden the brakes have been it? put on it what was it like well it was after spider-man 2 yeah spider-man 2 that's all of the ip tanked Every, pretty much everything pretty was much. bad yeah. until basically uh homecoming, homecoming yeah. and then things got better um so yeah i i mean I, I understand why Disney would want a lot of money. They did a lot for yeah. the fact that they're fronting the freaking bill for the movies. They're not. They're not? No. Didn't, didn't the article just say that? No, Sony fronts the bill for the movies. Oh, well, Sony finances. Would, it would make and sense why Sony would want Disney, some money. Then. Disney is given creative input, and they get, I think, like a little... They basically get 5% of the opening weekend. Gross. But Disney also gets all of the merchandising uh, profits. 
They control the merchandising rights for Spider-Man. Oh, well, yeah, that was never negotiated, right? Yeah. Because Marvel is the one that does the merchandising, yeah. and they bought Marvel. So. Yeah. That, that, that just makes sense. So. I mean, I'm probably going to do a video on this next week unless something else happens. Um, but yeah, this, as it stands right now, this is not, I mean, this is, uh, this is good that Disney lost, but this is bad for the character of Spider-Man. Yes. I mean, Sony's not going to do better on their own. No. Uh, they must have weighed like, all right. <laughs> I mean, if they're, there's people whose job whose full-time job is to negotiate this deal. Yeah. That's like a group of people's job. So they must know like, okay, if we do this on our own, we're going to make this much money. Yeah. Meaning we're going to, the movie's not going to do good and we're going to make this much money. Or we can partner with Disney and we'll make this much money. Yeah. So they, they probably know that if they make a worse movie, they'll make more money. Yeah. And that's probably why it's, it's, it is the way that it is. Yeah. And that, that would make sense for them to, to, peel off i remember hearing somewhere i mean i don't know if this is ever like confirmed or not but apparently part of the whole like uh marvel sony uh spider-man co-ownership was that if far from home did not gross a billion dollars worldwide sony could just like cut off the deal cut off the relationship between the two studios but it home uh, far from home did gross a billion dollars worldwide and they still went ahead and cut <laughs> off the deal <laughs> That's crazy. So, yeah, it's just, it's insane. I mean, yes, these movies would do way better under Disney because Disney knows what they're doing and they've proven themselves way more than Sony ever has with, yeah. with this IP. But um, they, 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 they must have seen some benefit for, for trying to do it on their own. I, I honestly believe that Sony was like, hey, we got this. We don't need you. That that they, there must be a bunch of idiots that if, if, yeah. if like working on this, if they think that, yeah, uh, I think that they at least some of the people at Sony who are oh, negotiating I'm sure there this are deal, plenty of people know that they're not going to do I'm a sure, good movie. You know, like but they just don't care about the movie. They Andy care about Pascal, the profits. who's like the produ like the main producer of Spider Man: Homecoming and Far From Home. Like she has to know that, like, because she was in charge of Sony when they were making the amazing Spider-Man movies. And then she became a producer for far from home and homecoming. She has to know, she has to see the, the dramatic difference between the two, not just in quality, but box office Poor Tom Holland, man. Yeah. He was about to be the head of the whole Marvel universe. He's now, <laughs> he's still stuck with two movies and we don't know if John Watts is going to return. Probably not. They'll probably get somebody cheaper. Probably somebody who listens to studio notes. I saw an article that was all of the Marvel. I mean, all of this, Spider-Man universe movies that are coming yeah. out. There are a lot. There, there are way too many. That is dumb. There are way too many for There's one a, character. They, they're working on a Silk movie? Silk, uh, Silver Sable, Black Cat, uh, Venom 2. There's some people I've never heard of before. Yeah. They want to give Craven the Hunter his own movie. I saw that. That's a bad I idea. That. I don't think Craven the Hunter has ever had a solo series. White Tiger? Was that one of them? Yeah. Yeah, who the hell's that? I don't know. I don't really think he's related to Spider-Man. <laughs> That's the article, yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, Morbius the Living Vampire, yeah, starring Jared Leto as Morbius. Because everybody cares about I Morbius. I know one 
Michael Morbius fan. <laughs> and I and I, I do not understand it. Uh yeah, you got Morbius Living Vampire, you got Venom 2, uh which Venom apparently Kevin Feige like came in to like try and help uh steer Venom in like a good direction. This poor guy, man. Apparently <laughs> he did he wasn't able to do much. That movie did not turn out very well at me. Okay, I don't want to hear. Roll through these. We're running yeah. out of time. Man. Venom 2, uh Spider-Verse 2, uh Spider-Verse spin-offs. Which Cra- is Gwen Spider-Gwen. Yeah. It's 100% Spider-Gwen. Uh Craven the Hunter, uh Nightwatch. Yeah, uh, that's a person. Yeah, uh Apparently Spike Lee was in talks to do it, but I don't think that's going to happen anymore. Uh, the Sinister Six, what they've been trying to make since Spider-Man 3. Mm. They've been trying to make a Sinister Six movie since, like, what was 2006. Wait, is Nightwatch not a person? It's a group? Nightwatch is a hero who appears in Spider-Man I comics. Okay. okay. Do not make a Sinister Six movie without Spider-Man. Or just don't make it. Yeah. Jackpot. A That's mo- the one that a is mother a and superhero in her mid forties is also slated to get her own film. I thought that was a Mary Jane movie. Nope, that would make more sense. I don't uh, know where I got White Tiger from. Probably Black Cat. <laughs> Black Cat, Silver Sable, which was originally supposed to be one movie called Silver and Black, but got to split that. And Silk. I don't think Silk has only been around for like five years. I don't think she's been around long enough to cultivate a fan base. Basically, what we're saying is Sony doesn't know what the hell they're doing. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm doing the tweet of the week. We got to All right. Tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. Oh my God. What happened? There? I was just trying to plow through it. <laughs> I, uh, so I had one that was really good, but it had licensed music and I didn't want to play it. Okay. So instead we're going to do a licensed ca- cartoon. This is an account called, ah, yes. Saturdays are made <laughs> for dads. Ah, yes. Saturdays are made for dads and dad's car. That's it. I love Dexter's Lab. <laughs> and it, it's an account where every Saturday it just tweets that same video. <laughs> That's great. Uh, and you have one? And I have one. <laughs> My wife sent me this. This is from thought... at Black Diamat? Yeah. How is it okay to pierce a baby's ear, but not okay to give a baby a sweet-ass, dragon, a sweet-ass tattoo of a dragon? <laughs> He's got a point. Yeah. Like, okay. if that's, you know, people go and pierce their baby's ears all the time. But like, meanwhile, how cool would it be to give them a sweet dragon tattoo? <laughs> I'll have to note that the uh, Saturdays are for the dad's account is at and underscore dad's <laughs> underscore car. That's perfect. <laughs> all right. All right. Now we're talking to you people. Yes. As always, you can reach us on Twitter using the hashtag Wolfden Live. If you left a comment on last week's Wolfden Live, this is the part of the show where we will finally answer you. And of course, Ladies and gentlemen watching at home, please be sure to leave your questions and comments so we will get to them when we are done with everybody else trying to go through this fast. Gotta go fast. <sighs> Hashtag first? Yeah. Where are we? I'm lost. Um, we got over here a little skeet skeet. Sup, my macabroni and cheese. Did you guys hear about the Pokemon card collection that sold for $107,000? $107,010. What do you guys think will be worth big smackaroos years from now? My guess, PS Vita memory cards. It is horrendous that PS Vita memory cards are still expensive. They're worth a lot now. Yeah. They were like, they were worth way too much in the beginning. Pokemon card collection. Uh, It was actually $107,010. $107,000. $107,000. 
How do you say that? $107,010. There you go. Uh, my brain can't do it. Just say $107,000. Um, uh, it'll probably be something Pokemon Who's related. the asshole who's like, and 10? Yeah. And the other guy's like, I'm out. <laughs> I don't got that. Yeah. Um, comprising of 103 cards was sold in mint condition and included a rare Charizard card. Oh, of course. Which alone could sell for up to $20,000 according to it. All right. Your Charizard that you have at home is not going to sell for $27,000. No. $20,000. That has to be a mint. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, what else did it have? This just looks like a regular old collection. Oh, wait. Those look graded. Yeah. Oh, so there you go. No, they're all mint. They're all certified mint. Yeah, that's why. That's crazy. Ours are probably in pretty damn good condition, too, though. If got yeah, sick. but, like, if it's anything like comic book collecting, like, you think you have a mint uh, comic, but they yeah. take a look at it, and he goes, nah, it's got this, 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 and this. This is fine, I guess. <laughs> what do I think is going to be worth money? I think video games are going to be like comic books in, like, 20 years or so. No, they're With already people. like that, especially, like, NES games. Yeah, you can get them graded and stuff. Yeah. But I think that, you know, they'll... Right now, people still, like... Yeah, there's game collecting, like retro game collecting and stuff, but people don't like when you go into like a pawn shop or like a like pawn stars, they don't talk about games as much as they do like Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um Luke Antone, hey Bob, how are you liking Enter the Gungeon? It is one of my favorite games. I think I turned my switch on and Enter the Gungeon just turned on and he immediately tweeted at me and was like, Do you like it? Yeah. <laughs> um it's very good. I only played a little bit of it. Yeah. But uh, I was, I was kind of like, I was thinking about it like the next day. Mm-hmm. That's how you know a game's good. Yeah. I didn't play it the next day, but it's good. Tommy, what do you think will happen to Spider-Man now that it's out of the MCU? We just talked about it. Yeah. Rewind. Q73. Oh, no. Actually, we didn't talk about what will happen. Uh, It'll be trash. Yeah. Q73 Power tacos while watching Wolfden Live. What could be better? Um, uh, burritos. Money. Somebody handed yeah. me money. <laughs> Pyro Panda 93. I need the glow in the dark Polter Pup that comes with the Luigi's Mansion 3 UK pre order. Everything's freaking UK. I know. How about y'all? Effing sucks that everyone else gets the cool pre order bonuses. I know. Yeah. It's this kind of weak, man. Nintendo I, always does this, though. They always give like Japan and like Europe the cool pre-orders and like Nintendo, uh, my Nintendo Club stuff. We get Bupkis over here. Yeah, but we have uh, Taco Bell. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's only, this is the first thing I can think of. What is it? A pin? Oh no, it's a keychain. Oh, that's cool. It's a keychain and a boo. Yeah, apparently. I want the boo more. Um. Uncertain Sound, runner-up Tweet of the Week from Renee. Uh, friend, sometimes you have to uh, experience the bad to appreciate the good. Me, drinking orange juice after brushing my teeth. Yeah, I see what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Bro, Jerome, Spider-Man is used in Disney's kid shows, which makes merchandise more of a bonus. Let Sony hit the box office. Disney Channel hits living rooms. Dollar, dollar toys. That's true. Disney... Owns the television rights to Spider-Man. So. All I want is Spider-Man to be the, like, big shot in the Avengers. Yeah. That's all I want. 
well, and I'm not going to get that. Not really the, like, the big shot, but like he needs to be like a major part of it. Because mm-hmm. like Spider-Man is never the leader. He's I want him to be the Captain America. Or, or I guess the Iron Man. I want him to be yeah. the Iron Man. Yeah. Also, what's this going to do for the game? Because Sony produced that game. Yeah, and I, they, think, they, I think part of the deal like for the share of Spider-Man was we want to make a Spider-Man game for the PlayStation 4 exclusively. So, what's, what's that have to do with anything? But they're cause, still getting the game. They're right. They're but still so, but Sony took, it, took their ball and went home with it. Is Marvel going to be like, okay, we don't want you making the next Spider-Man game because of this? Can they do that? Yeah. Don't they have the rights to... Do they not have the game rights? I thought they had the rights to do whatever they want. I don't, I don't think they have... I mean, because... Except merchandise, obviously. I think Marvel went to them to make a Spider-Man game, so they have the rights to that particular Spider-Man game. But if Marvel wants to be like, we want someone else to make a Spider-Man game, they're within the rights to do that. They should pull it. It's kind of like how there are two Avengers games out. There's Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, and there's Square Enix's weird-ass thing. Disney should pull it. Yeah. Disney should pull it, but still have... Uh, what's their face? Insomniac? Insomniac? They, they can't, because Sony game. just bought Insomniac. They did that on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> Sony knew exactly what they were doing when they did that. Uh, um, Eric, how's the apartment search going? I applied for one today, and, uh, and got it. Congratulations, Eric. Move to LA. Screw you. You moved to New York. And I'll, I'll pay you rent. Uh, Flato, also, it's not going well. <laughs> Flato, if Spider-Man isn't new, uh, isn't new Iron Man, who do you think would replace Iron Man role in MCU? Mm. Freaking no one. There's no well, one. Well, what do you mean by really replace Iron Man? I think they mean head the MCU. Like the, it was Iron Man head. and Captain America. Yeah. yeah, it was both of them. Is like the figurehead. Yeah. Almost, almost. Well, like Captain Marvel, I think they're trying to position to be like the leader type, like her or Black Panther. She'll be one of. Yeah. I think it should have been her and Spider-Man. But Spider-Man, you know, like as a character, isn't necessarily like a leader in a sense. Like he could be like there and present, like a popular character. I think he's. But he kind of, he kind of more so fills in the role of Thor not like the heavy hitter, but like the other popular characters there and prominent, but it's not like in not like in charge of the team. I think Spider Man uh, is the is is the connecting force. He's not the leader. He's not the yeah. one at the front line. No, but he's the glue that holds he's, everything together. Yes, yeah. exactly. He's he's the reason why all of these people know each other. Exactly. So that's what I mean. Yeah, that's his role. Yeah. Like he's not. He can never replace Captain America or replace Iron Man. Yeah, but. He's the new uh, important guy in, right. in, in the MCU or in mm-hmm. the Avengers. Um, I don't see Captain Marvel being anywhere near as close yeah. to Iron Man or Captain America. No, or I mean, either, she'll, but be, she'll be her own thing. She'll be her own thing. She'll probably have like leadership status. Yeah. Like she'll outrank Spider-Man, but she won't like be as popular as Spider-Man. Right, right, right. Um, Black Panther, maybe, but I don't know. Uh, all right, last one. This is from Sheen. Uh, what are your current thoughts on Astral Chain and are you getting it? Saw the trailer? Looks good. I keep going back and forth whether I want to get this or Luigi's Mansion 3 with my uh, Switch voucher. I know some of you think, thinking why not get both because you can get both, but I'm saving one for Pokemon. 
I'm probably going to get both because it's my job. Yeah. All right. Last week's Wolf Den Live. Okay. Josh Boyda. Wolf Den Live is the best place for the latest gaming and Oreo news. Yo. You freaking know it. Greg Miller brought back Oreo Oration. Too late. We already spearheaded. Yeah. We, we, we took that flag and we ran with it. <laughs> At me, bro. Ninja's Rule says, I'm so glad you guys do this. I bring my boring accounting work home and you guys lessen my suffering. Thanks, Bob and Will. You're welcome. Thank you. Yes. Uh, I was reading an article about uh, Joel Jewlett, the co-founder of Neversoft, and what he's doing now that he doesn't make Tony Hawk games anymore. Uh, you should read it. It's on Polygon. It's delightfully rednecky. Uh, but I, he, I saw the headline. Isn't he? Doesn't he just do he, like extreme he li- sports? He lives in Montana, and his mantra is do two awesome things every day. And it's waking up is the first awesome thing. And he doesn't drink coffee to wake himself up. He goes water skiing. Um, but he's, um, he started out in accounting. He said, in college, I spent three years partying, and then my fourth year, I'm like, oh, I should buckle down and actually do something with my life. So he studied accounting. <laughs> That's okay. what reminded me of that. All right, moving on. Christoph Skalski, after your many recommendations, I finally bought Matt Fraction, David Aja, Hawkeye Run, and I'm enjoying it very much. So thank you. Also, side note, I'm Polish, not Russian, but I really don't care. Eastern European. You'll always be Russian. Yeah. Uh, yes, that run is amazing. That one's very good. If you like that run, uh, Matt Fraction, David Aja also worked on an Iron Fist story that I did a video on. That was really good. And they did that with uh, Ed Brubaker, who was one of the best comic writers of all time. And currently, Matt Fraction is working with uh, Steve Lieber on a really good Jimmy Olsen miniseries. Oh. Yes. I'm a big fan of. Fan of uh... David Aja. Yeah. Todd Kelgren, barista here. The difference between a latte and cappuccino is a cappuccino is generally lightly cooler. Slightly slightly cooler. It is drier, more air introduced for a longer time while steaming, so foamier. Generally, a cappuccino is a smaller drink. A properly steamed latte will not have any significant uh, layer of foam on top of the drink, uh, ideally, it is mostly homogenous in texture from the bottom to top, but the layers will become more pronounced with time. Always best to drink milk-based espresso drinks as soon as possible after assembly. I'm going to just go out on a limb here and say that he does not work for Starbucks because <laughs> that is too much knowledge. Why wouldn't somebody who works at Starbucks have that knowledge? Uh, because, well... Best, uh, best to drink milk-based espresso drinks as soon as possible after assembly. Uh, does that sound like a Starbucks employee to you, Will? Why wouldn't it sound like a Starbucks employee? Because you get the Starbucks, you bring it home. Also, you get the Starbucks. It's always cold! Because <laughs> they don't know what the hell they're doing. I mean, maybe he's just a good Starbucks employee that wants you to drink it right after assembly. A good Starbucks employee with higher aspirations. Yeah. <laughs> um, I only... My... Frapper, my... Uh, latte and cappuccino knowledge comes from the uh, the little cardboard that goes around the cup of a of a Dunkin' Donuts yeah. coffee because they have a chart of the difference yeah. between a latte and a cappuccino, and it's probably not correct. Mm-hmm. But that's where that that is just whether you put the foam in the milk in uh, at the beginning or at the end. Yeah. That's what it is according to Dunkin' Donuts, and that's all I know. Uh, so it's probably wrong. Bean with bacon. These guys are usually great, but it's hard not to lose respect for them, seeing they are Mac users. Okay. 
if it matters that much to you, you should probably stop watching. Yeah. If it matters that much to you, where I spend my money, I was streaming from a Windows computer. Get yeah. it? What's the matter with you? Sully talks. Worth noting that the Wii U Virtual Console only had 95 NES games, and a ton of those that the Switch is missing are things like Mega Man, Contra, Castlevania, things that were released in other means on the Switch eShop. People want to act like uh, we're missing a ton of stuff because we no longer have Virtual Console, but the actual numbers tell a different story. This isn't a defense of Switch Online so much as a devil's advocate. That's what we were trying to get before, to see like what was on yeah. the Virtual Console, what's on the Switch Online, what's missing, what's what was released elsewhere. I think part of our problem is that we stated as a matter of fact. Like, yeah. uh, like the Switch has this stuff, but people don't realize that. Yeah. people, A lot of people make that argument don't realize that the Switch already has that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's the way that they want it. These yeah. people want to be able to buy the stuff individually. Yeah, because some people don't want all of these games. They just want like Super Mario 3 or they just want uh, The Adventures of Link or whatever. We're taking five from the chat. Yeah, because we are way past it. Kool-Aid, Bob, are, are the latte Oreos all gone? No, I mixed them in with the mint ones in a cookie jar and I've been slowly eating them. That's a bad day. idea because like when I had the latte one, it tasted like mint and it threw me off. <laughs> It's like, it's like mint lattes. Yeah. Two Not, things you don't like. So yeah. I don't know why you want them anyway. Um, Fred says, fills in the role of Thor. Thor is still around. You take that back and leave my boy alone. You know, that's not what I meant. Like, I meant, like, Thor is not, was not a leader of the Avengers, but he was always there. He was a top guy in the Avengers. That's what I was getting at. Spider-Man will not be a leader, but he will be a top guy. Jake Gamer 78 but hey Bob, did you know did you watch the Square Enix Avengers gameplay? Not the newest one because I'm not interested in Apparently that game. it's just what they showed at E3 behind closed doors, so it's what I saw. And it looked It's not impressive. Well, all right then. Yeah. <laughs> you almost made a video on that. I almost made a video on it, but like I had like other thing, like I didn't feel like I had enough time to like make it as good as I felt it could have. Um, but you're not really missing much. Like it wasn't well, not great. Like I don't have high hopes for that game. <laughs> Rockin' Val says, nice socks, Bob. Thanks, man. They got Mario on it. Are you going to read one? Or you just um, I'm just looking for one. Butthole? <laughs> uh, Zachary George, I honestly did not like the newest Spider-Man. Giving away Edith to someone who he knew for a week, saying he didn't want to be responsible is just lazy writing. I wasn't paying attention. I'm not, do I have to read that again? <laughs> no, you can just answer it. <laughs> I don't think uh, saying he doesn't want the responsibility is just lazy writing. I don't necessarily think that's true. I think it's all part of, you know, he's trying to figure out. He, he wanted to have it both ways. He wanted to have his spider abilities, but he wanted to be a normal kid with a normal life. And that movie showed that, uh, that whole lesson showed that he can't do that. He has to accept his, his responsibility as Spider-Man to be the hero and to help and to stop evil wherever it is. That's what I took it as. Uh, Joe Arts, which is the last one, says, what's in the drawer? Only full stand. Yeah. That's not true. There's a bunch of stuff. There's a bunch of crap in there, but we always pull out the little stand because we always need it. Yeah. We always need it. There's a remote for the air conditioner that doesn't work there's a remote for my camera there's a bunch of remotes for all of the lights back there that i don't want to touch because uh they'll change the colors there is a 
uh, 3.5 millimeter uh, headphone jack, male and female cord. There's a Bear Burger uh, coaster. There's uh, instructions for an ocarina that I don't even know where it is. There's another one of these coasters. Uh, and there's a bunch of Game & Watch Amiibo swap out yes. thingies. Oh, this is the 9. There you go. The 9 we're talking about. And there's Parachute. There's this guy. Oh, this is for a light. Okay. And that's it. Thanks for hanging out. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching us. Thank you for chatting with us. As always, Wolf Den Live is every single Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern right here on YouTube.com slash Wolf Den. If you can't make the show for any reason at all, we always put it up as an archive version on Thursday for you to watch on demand whenever you want. If you prefer to listen to us rather than watch us, you can do that as well. We're also an audio podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. And if you listen to us on any of those platforms, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us because that helps us with placement on those respective stores. Also, if you only want to watch the best bits of this week's Wolfden Live or any week's Wolfden Live, be sure to check out Wolfden Clips over, that's our second YouTube channel, technically our third, where you can just watch uh, all the highlights from that week's episode. Uh, was it Eric? Or was it Fred? I think it was Fred. Somebody said, uh, what about the giveaway? We're doing a giveaway of those PDP oh, controllers. Yes. Uh, that, there's only 110 minutes left in that giveaway. So if you're in the chat, you can click that link and enter the giveaway for those PDP GameCube controllers. Mm-hmm. Uh, go over to twitch.tv slash wolfden. You'll see me play some, probably Mario Maker, maybe Smash Brothers. I usually swap out between those two games. Maybe Minecraft, if you want a crap show. <laughs> uh, but anyway, thank you guys for hanging out. We'll see you later. And uh, goodbye. Bye.